0: are listening to The Chomp Cast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. We know life is precious and your time is valuable, so thank you for making our show a part of your day. Hopefully we can return the favor by enhancing the grind of life just a little bit. You know, The Chomp Cast gives you double life experience points. It's true. Every show is streaming and downloadable at swordchomp.com, where you can, of course, find our reviews, merchandise, Patreon, Everything you could possibly want, Sword Chomp related. And please subscribe um, wherever you listen to podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. And leave us a kind five-star rating on iTunes in particular, if that's where you listen to us, because that really helps us rise up the uh, podcast charts and find new ears. Um, we have a, a hu- just a massive show this week, uh, the last week before all the new consoles launch. And for the topic of the week, uh, we dive back into our multiplayer memories, uh, multiplayer experiences that we wish in some ways we could experience again for the first time. Those sort of revolutionary multiplayer for, uh, experiences that stuck with us. Um, and we didn't open this up to the Patreon audience or the public audience because we just want to kind of take a fun trip down memory lane. But this is a cool show, if this, even if this is your first show, a great way to, to meet us. As we take that stroll, the memory lane stroll, um, we have a huge rundown of new games to discuss. The Dark Anthology uh, new game, Tiny Hope um, from the creators. Little, of... little, 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 little Hope. Little Hope, sorry. Little Hope. Little Hope, Tiny Hope, Mini Hope. Not a lot of hope. That's the. That's the...
1: A lack thereof of hope. Oh, get, get this, when you first get there on the sign, some. Some wisecracking youngsters have spray painted the sign to the town so it says abandon hope.
0: Oh, mm. wasn't that clever? Isn't I somebody thought maybe, I thought maybe it said tiny dick or Well, something? put down the typewriter, Hemingway? <laughs> um, uh, Eichenfels Superliminal Watchdogs, and we actually received codes. Oh, I'm sorry, Disc Room. Uh, we actually received codes for a huge AAA game this week Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Ernest well. goes to camp. Yeah, that's the one we're on, which is kind of in a weird spot launching right well it's launching at the same time as the Xbox One next, but uh, oh sorry, Xbox Series X, but right at the same time as a lot of these next generation consoles. Um and you know, as a little teaser here, yeah, I was playing some Assassin's Creed Valhalla because we're gonna talk a little bit about it later in the show, and it's a it's a huge game and uh by the time this podcast goes live, you know, we'll be able to have those opinions out there. I believe the review embargo is actually Monday, and these shows don't go up until late Monday night or Tuesday. Um, but it's weird. They have these new—they've they they've kind of done away with traditional side quests, and they have just world events now. And last night I was playing, and I wandered my character up to this world event near a freezing lake. And there was a waterfall there, and there was this maiden, this lady, who was just sitting on a blanket uh, next to a note. So I read the note, and it said, "A maiden's missive said, "Hail, brave champions, come find my comb! It is lost in lying low, where only the courageous go. Be you bold of breath and blood, do not wallow in the mud, find me by the rushing waters, and be my fish in shining armor. That's what her note said. um, she exclaimed because it was an n p c character, and it she you know they have like audio samples and stuff. She, she she exclaimed, whoever finds my lost comb can spend the night with me, which of course piqued my interest. Um, so I began searching. There were a few Viking suitors kind of searching nearby as well for her lost comb, mm. but to, but to no avail. Um, go, go ahead, Josh, is there something you want to say? I see you. She was trying to find
2: someone who was willing to go down.
0: What? What? You're you're getting closer. Yeah, um, she she also, in a, in a in a little dialogue, uh, a fit of dialogue. She said, "Maybe you can find my comb way up high and dry, or down low, and wet." She said it very sexually too. Let me tell you. Uh, so of course I went diving and digging for this comb. I had to find it. Uh, there was a couple like little wandering like suitors like, oh, I thought I found it, but it was just a rock or whatever you know. Um, I had to earn a night with this thirsty maiden. You can find out what happened on the quest for the comb later in this podcast. Don't want to miss it. I promise Uh, you
1: it will not be worth it. uh,
0: (laughs) Well, you can ask her about that. Maiden fair. Um, Let's get to some intros. Uh, Rich is here from New York. Um, Rich is always worth it, right? That's what they say. Always worth it.
1: Who said that to you?
0: The juice is worth the squeeze. What the pimp said. Oh, okay. I guess. Uh... Are, are you are you for squeezing juices? Do you like do you like that I adage? I don't really like where this conversation's gone. <laughs> oh, don't be squeamish, Rich. Squeamish? To... Are you oh. a comb? Speaking of, are you a comb guy? Can do you use a comb or do you just kind of... Do you just use your fingers? Do you go it's like a, this? I have a comb. I don't live in a cave. Yeah, but some people don't have to. Like, I don't have to use a comb. I just go like this. Your hair is also a lot shorter than mine. That's what I'm saying. But you could probably just kind of... Absolutely, you, I cannot. Are you a product person at all? Do you? Use I, yeah. Soap? Really? Oh, yeah. interesting.
1: I mean, not right now. I'm just sitting in my fucking room, but like... I'm leaving the house, yeah.
0: You don't get product up for us here on the Chompcast?
1: No, I'm going to bed after this. Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've already removed the product. What are you? What are you, a gel person? Pomade Pomade? oh yeah. what am I some kind of fucking degenerate shell person what is this two thousand two what on, fish could be listening don't, you know, don't <laughs> if it was two thousand
1: two, it would be moose
0: Would
2: it
1: yeah is why do why't I,
3: just...
1: why I just pour magic shell on my hair
3: mm. <laughs> man, oh gross no back in back in the two early two thousands when I was in uh junior high school, all the dudes were putting moose in
0: their hair. Well, it was that's because and gel. Their
1: moms
2: were raised in the 80s when
0: it, that yeah, was yeah. how you did hair. That's what I had too, yeah. They're like, close
1: your eyes, now we're going to spray. Man, <laughs> I don't know what it their was, but the moose
3: always though. smelled really, really good too.
2: Moose does smell good. Like, especially the uh, the one with like the kangaroo on it.
3: Yes. That yes. shit smells amazing. Yeah. Dude, I forgot about that. Tastes Man, even better. moose. Okay. I mean, everything else from the 80s has been returning this year. Why don't they bring back Moose? Everything
1: else I in the 80s is... never went anywhere. You yeah, could, you well, could moose buy is, Moose this whole time. Gone. I was going to yeah. say, every, everything from the 80s is great. Kitars, cocaine. Let's bring it all back. Mm-hmm. Cocaine never went yeah. away. Yeah. No, we Rich. should we should I bring it break all break back. Kitars, cocaine. No, no, but I mean... Donald like Donald Trump being e- the villain of every movie. Yeah. Even that, there's, even that episode of Sesame Street.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have it right here, Shay. That's Shay Layton from Japan. Tris M.A. Moose. So, turn
3: I guess I'm gonna have to go to my local place in Japan to see if they still have any moose.
0: Creamy moose. There's also. I
1: use of- a pomade called Suavetico.
0: Oh, it's not Axe mm. brand, is it? I what? Thought. No. Why what? the fuck would I? He's a grown
1: Lord. ass man, Morgan. Yeah, I'm not a 16 year old in the <laughs> locker room after Whoa, gym. hey, Hey! Hey!
4: Hey! 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 Yeah.
1: There are grown-ass men who use that. Yeah. Come on, now. what's up?
4: not be I ageist don't here.
1: use a product that my biggest memory of it was, like, in middle school, when they had to tell kids, like, hey, that's not deodorant. You need to use deodorant, too, you smelly little gremlins. Well, to be fair, mm-hmm. I was one of those
3: kids. I was like, oh, the Phoenix X body spray, the best smelling Ugh.
1: shit in the world. Oh. Uh-huh. From Axe Body Spray, Phoenix Rising.
0: <laughs> hey, they're still they're still hit with. They must be still hit with middle school kids because I see Axe stuff everywhere. So yeah, it's still. Can show- we oh
1: God, I'm gonna prepare a game for next week called uh, Axe Body Spray scent or young adult novel.
2: Oh yeah, no, that sounds that sounds okay. promising.
3: Okay, okay. I but like Morgan's right. I want to know who's using Axe still. To be honest with you, like. When I was in college mm-hmm. I didn't see a single person it like when I was going to the gym in the locker rooms ever using axe so I don't nobody know nobody in using college
1: Ax. had that in their shower caddy they were too embarrassed Mhm uh-huh. Yeah If you used it that was something <laughs> you do when you got back they in They have a room. whole like container
3: it's yeah, like it's they like a, a it's like a stone paint stone case but they a, open it up a, and there's just little... this whole yeah. alignment of them. Yeah. There's a whole alignment of just Axe body sprays. Pick your
2: poison. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Which under one? A rock i, I mean, to the Which quad. Which one do you need?
3: Dig it up, spray
1: the Axe, and put it back. I feel oh, like when you yeah, when I you reach a, a pull, certain man. age, uh, in, in terms of like, oh, crap, I just need some deodorant quick, and you don't really care what you're getting, at a certain point, you graduate from Axe to Old Spice. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. Old Spice is generational, too. You never... Here's Old Spice, the thing. I still use... Yeah, i still old spice yeah thank you thank you morgan i still yeah, use old no, spice no. too that that's old, what i'm
1: saying yeah. i like as a normal deodorant i use old spice like
2: old spice is good it's 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 good that you can get the original again now because for like five years there they decided oh nobody wants
1: original. the original and the it was, scents were like bear and shark yeah, yeah. and <sighs> yeah like the original just i remember seeing a meme yeah i remember seeing a meme about that that
3: it was like uh it's that's the sorting houses for douchebags, like the the Oh yeah, of, the douchebag
4: Hogwarts houses. Yeah.
1: Here's mm. the
3: thing: I still use Wolfthorn because uh, a the oh. scent is phenomenal, but b there's no aluminum in it. It's one of the few deodorants you can find with no aluminum that actually works.
4: I you. use so the one right. that's be, like a a
3: fighting I will be of the douche a douchebag house Wolfthorn every day oh. for the rest of my life.
1: Yeah. I'm really more Uh, of a, I I use Ravenclaw.
0: (laughs) Josh, uh, Joshua Fowler here is from Michigan, is here from Michigan, of course. Uh, Flipping Michigan. Uh, Josh, what do you smell like? Do you smell like Old Spice Original? Is that what you were alluding to with your comment?
2: I used to. That still smells good. But actually, I've got a fairly large supply of the only scent of those that was any good, Denali, which they discontinued forever ago.
0: Denali, so you just hoarded it? Is that what you
2: <laughs> Well, I didn't hoard it. Hoard it. I bought like a sleeve of the, uh, of the stuff. Oh, so yeah. Okay.
0: So do you smell not for like for a few more
2: years. At which point, I'll probably go back to Old Spice, Old Spice, and uh, and Bay Rum.
1: Bay Rum's not bad. Bay Rum's good. Mm-hmm.
0: I've always been when it comes to the, the deodorant. Weirdly enough, I'm an Aqua Reef guy. I kind of want to smell like I'm General Mountain Time. By the way, Morgan from Montana. I like to smell like the ocean for some mm. reason.
4: So some, of you know the ocean some of those
0: are good. Like.
2: Some of the, like Dove has a few, like ocean slash eucalyptus type ones that are pretty good for like uh, body wash.
4: Isn't
0: eucalyptus like minty kind of smelly?
2: Uh, it's, it's got menthol in it. Yeah. It's, oh, okay.
0: Kind of in that can family. We all, can we all agree
3: that Tom's natural deodorant sucks ass? Can we all agree on that? We've all used it. It's all, oh, I've never it's,
1: tried it. No. It's terrible.
3: It's like one of those like I admire them for their their mission of like providing eco friendly options. Like they have like natural toothpaste, natural deodorant body wash, what have you. But like the deodorant stops working after two hours.
0: Hmm. What do you guys feel about that? I see commercials a lot for that Doctor Squatch you're supposed to be, like, Oh, all I use natural. that. No. You like that? It's a good
1: that's it's a
2: decent soap. I, Doctors. yeah, I, their commercials are so dumb that it, like, I, I just, I can't, but yeah, like it seems like they make a decent product. You need Terry like, Crews. The, the, well, no, it's no, it's, it's like, Dr. just talking is nonsense talking about, yeah. about body wash, like acting like there's, you know, a bunch of chemicals and stuff like, I'm oh like, yeah, no, come, come on guys. Like it's, this is it's like so you're, plain. you're rebranding it's being a hippie. Gadgets. Stop trying to recommend yeah. being a hippie. Like we get. I it. just
1: use their their bar soap, which I use because it's affordable and it smells pretty good. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I, I dated this girl who was really hippie and and super hot, and she like she, that was gave me big points with her when I was telling her I used all natural products. It just.
4: While well, oh you were on the
1: phone, eat, just like eating an entire family size bag of Lay's sour cream and onion <laughs> potato chips, <laughs> she just oh, it's I all was, natural. I was going to say he was trying to hide his package of Oreos. <laughs> From crinkling too loudly. Yeah, yeah we're all natural dog in dog. this house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sometimes you know, I you buy the Mountain
1: t- Dew made with real sugar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that shit's good.
1: I only buy glass <laughs> bottle Coca Cola <laughs> made
0: in Mexico, baby. <laughs> all natural. Um, but yeah, we got a we got a big show today. Um, uh, the topic that we're kind of launching off with as we kind of go down memory. Lane, what, what, was there something in particular that inspired this topic, Shay, when you were thinking about it, or?
3: You know, no, like, most of my ideas that spring upon me, I was in the shower, of course, and um, I was just thinking about just some stuff that I read on social media, and I was like, man, I really miss the times where, obviously, I had a lot less responsibility, all of us did, and I could just hop onto my respective console, and there would be people playing these multiplayer games and it would just be super easy. I'd message a guy, I'd be like, Hey, let's, let's go play. And I, it'd be for the boys of like together. four or five or six of us. And like, it just, it didn't matter. It was a different person every night, just rocking up with them and playing. And I really, I missed that time, you know, obviously it it still exists now if you want it to, but um, with all of us having re- different responsibilities now, it's not as simple as doing that anymore. And it really made me miss some of those multiplayer moments in um, gaming history where we would just play these games and it just felt like uh, lightning in a bottle, so to speak. So just thinking about that, I was like, man, I I would really love for us to talk about that because I think that all four of us are going to have very different answers.
4: Yeah. Um. Something. I thought we were just groaning. <laughs> yeah, that's a,
1: that's. The, uh, <laughs> you guys don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> almost there, almost there. Talk There's more,
0: so don't stop. We... <laughs> <laughs> say more uh, words now. Well, uh, Shay, I mean, you can kick it off. Of you like, uh, was there <laughs> one? Uh, the what was the example you were um, reminiscing on this this week in particular?
3: Yeah, the the one I think one of the big ones for me. It's probably the biggest one, to be honest with you, is Call of Duty for Modern Warfare was the game that got me into um, online multiplayer games in general. It wasn't Halo for me. It was a few years before my time. Uh, Halo 3 had just come out, but everyone at that time was kind of moving off of Halo and starting to play Call of Duty because that's when it started getting big. And I, I remember going to um, my friend's house and they were all playing call of duty and i had just gotten an xbox 360 and i was like man i need to get this game and i need to get online capabilities and we still had dial up at the time i remember this this is back in 2007 my parents still had dial up i was like you guys need to get broadband internet like we need to upgrade this internet because i need to play games online they're like we're not going to upgrade um we're not going to upgrade the internet just so you can play games online I'm like, come on. I was like, we still have we're like one of five families in the world that still have dial um, up. Um you were like I need internet. 360 Eventually no did, scope, and of Dad.
1: Course,
3: yeah, I need some no scoping. You invented that term.
1: Cool. A lot of people don't know that.
3: <laughs> and um we finally got it and I started playing online. And I got of course really addicted. As you guys know, I had a really big phase where I was just constantly playing Call of Duty. But during this time, you know a lot of my friends from my hometown were playing online. I met some new people online and it was really cool because um even though there's a lot of, you know, like that was the epitome of saying the worst possible thing you possibly could to your opponent in a in a room trying to just say the most heinous things. There was also some really cool people that you would just randomly meet. Um I've told this story in the past on the podcast, but I remember uh playing with this guy on the team and I heard some music in the background. I was like, Oh, what are you, what are you listening to? It sounds familiar. And he's listening to some metal. I was like, Oh, cool. Uh you're into that band. Do you like these guys? And we just started talking about metal music for like two hours. Never met this guy in my life. Had never talked with him before, but like, we're just going from root like, um, match to match, just talking about metal. And there's this one guy, he just pipes in like an hour into uh, this guy and I talking, this other guy. And he's like, you know, I've been in here this entire time listening to you guys, and it's really, really impressive that you guys never met before and you guys are just sitting here talking about metal. I feel like <laughs> I'm reading like Alternative Press Magazine or Revolver Magazine. I was like, yeah, we, yeah, it's cool, cool happenstance. <laughs> Magazines. But, oh, ask, a- ask your parents, kids. Yeah. But it, you know, Call of Duty was just fun because you, Your friends could be on at any given point in time. You could literally log on at any given point and get into a Call of Duty match. I imagine it's probably the same now for um, the younger generation in Fortnite, where you just hop on and any one of your friends at any given point in time are playing Fortnite. So it's just that our generation was Call of Duty.
0: Yeah, the first one in particular. I mean, there's still. I have good friends. I don't play those games anymore, but I have some good friends I've met from Trump Nation and just online that are still get really excited about those Call of Duty games. Man, they still get real, really amped up for them. So yeah, Warzone. Like Warzone
3: isn't a bad game, to be honest with you. I mean, it's it's fun. Oh no, but... it's a
1: lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I just wish it, it didn't take up my entire hard drive, or I might continue. I might continue to play it if it didn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right, that's, exactly. That's the issue I had too.
1: Good news, guys, it's even bigger on the PS5. Oh
0: okay.
1: Yay!
0: if you get that all digital edition, you know you're gonna be just that all oh. digital edition that comes with the smaller hard drive. There you go. You got it's really just a call of duty machine, Rich. Yes, you only Josh, need that's the appropriate
1: game. response.
0: <laughs> the Call of Duty, how, how sad of a world would that be? at some Don't point they're worry, just gonna guys, sell it preloaded expand... with Call of Duty. Don't worry, guys, yeah.
1: expandable hard drives will not be available at launch.
3: That yep, I saw that too. You know, but this this whole section is reminding me, like we were talking before the show, uh, um, about Mm -hmm. audio audio clips like sound bites and stuff. Because I had edited edited a few into the show last week. Um, Mm -hmm. We definitely need to get one for Josh whenever he shakes his head. So when he shakes his head, it could just be like, Uh, and then you know Josh is shaking his head since it's Mm -hmm. not audible. Just the sound of. I was thinking.
1: Hair More of like off flittering. A, blah,
4: blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. not... Oh,
3: well, yeah, maybe. Yeah.
1: That'd be fair, I
3: guess. Um, or we could
1: do actually record Josh saying like, oh, I disapprove of that.
0: I don't know where it is because he didn't too. even make the, yeah. the podcast we had at the time, but there's this one legendary argument between... Uh, one of our ex-podcasters, Fish and Josh, where they argue about Call of Duty, and it it was so it was so bad it didn't even make that podcast. And that podcast we did, <laughs> we should I should find that and get on the Patreon. Oh, VIP dude, page. it's
3: it's on the it's it's on the site. It's not active. Like if you just log into the site, because all of the SPT episodes are up there, you could definitely find it and download it for sure. I like I, I still need to go through those and make sure that there's nothing too heinous on them and incriminating on them and once I have gone through them
0: you can post them. I need to still yeah. I need to sit down and do that. Um Rich, was there uh when you think back about like it's tough cuz some of these multiplayer memories might take you back to some <sighs> weird places, but is there one that you sort of would actually yeah. like to rekindle now?
1: Um I had like a few that I was thinking of what stands out to me Um, similar to Shave thing. I mean, my first, my first foray into online was like Halo 2 era. Um, but like some of my stronger memories are actually in college, uh, of playing a lot of Gears 3. Um, with the same group of people with like a lot of my, my close friends now specifically like we, we played the multiplayer a lot for a while, but specifically of us like working our way through horde mode. Because there was a long like like summer in between college where we would meet up and do disreputable things uh, behind our old high school uh, well into the hours of the night. And then we'd go home at like midnight or 1 a.m. and just stay up playing
0: Gears of War. So it wasn't like a land thing. It was like you were in your own homes playing.
1: Yeah. Online. Yeah. It was an Xbox live scenario. Well, I mean, that's what his thing was.
0: <laughs> well, no, no, I don't, I was just saying like, I remember having gears of war memories where like people had like four or five TVs crammed in an apartment. It was pretty fun. So. I, I mean, not by the time it was gears three. That's uh, true. Gears three. Yeah. This gears, was gears one.
1: Gears, was gears one was very like, I mean, gears one still had online, but there was a lot more of what you're talking about with like gears one. Cause it was, that was sort of the land party's dying breath. Same with Halo One. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean that that one always sticks out to me. Um, there's a few stories that, for the sake of the people involved in them, I can't really tell on this podcast. When you
0: say disreputable things, can you please elaborate? Uh No. <laughs> Which can you just go down to the bottom of the list and find the least? <laughs> okay, let me put it to you this way:
1: um, like in my early college years, we had nowhere to go because we weren't old enough to drink, and like there was too many of us. We would just hang out in fucking parking lots. Like that was what we
0: did. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's about as vague as I don't <laughs> We're gonna guess. That's all I get. I'm just imagining you in a parking lot skateboarding. Uh, back your car. I once open.
1: watched in the most fantastic. Here's a great story I'll tell you because it doesn't involve me at all. Um, in this large open lot we used to hang out in, um, there were these guys like driving by, like trying to you know look like tough guys or whatever, and like shouting as they would go by. And right in the center of this parking lot, there's a big median that splits it in half, and they are speeding directly past us, like coming close to hitting us as a joke, and they did not see the median they had to be doing 90 the car launches over the median and just slams down on the ground and slides like at least 400 feet to the other side of this parking lot trail of fluids behind it sparking (laughs) car is fucking totaled it was the most hilarious shit i've ever seen in my life nobody was hurt though i don't know i didn't check no they were fine (laughs)
0: I thought Rich saved the day. The car flipped over. I was actually fire. he ripped the the I, I the was doors actually off, saved a life.
1: I was actually an EMT at the time, so I was obligated to go check.
4: <laughs>
0: uh Yeah, that's um, Gears. yeah so, the, so kind of the first Horde mode. I'm trying to think of that. Was, was Gears Three pre Firefight Halo? No, it. I can't remember. No, see, a- fi- no, Firefight
1: came out as a response to Horde mode. Yeah.
0: Did it. Okay. So yeah. it was Gears Three and then Halo Fire. Gears three
1: was pre Halo O D S T. Yeah.
4: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Like stuff like like not to say like I, I very well would believe that they were working on something like that before like Gears Three launched, but like that was very much like, oh, they're doing a horde mode like thing. Like yeah. Gears Three was the game that like put that kind of mode on the map as Started like a big multiplayer. In every thing.
2: other game for for ten years.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's I, I. feel like the firefight mode has kind of lost its appeal. Right? It's sort of.
1: I, I you keep calling it a firefight mode, which bugs me because well, to me, no, it was, a it's horde a horde mode. mode. <laughs> for
2: for example, it's another true, ask your parents so. kids thing. Horde mode is what uh, Fortnite was supposed to be.
0: No, yeah, right. The yeah, original. it, went, it was it went, supposed well, to be. Yeah.
2: It was supposed to be another horde mode game with tower with defense Minecraft mechanics. mechanics. Yeah, and then yeah. They, they decided to rip off something else. Yeah. Whenever that became yeah. popular.
1: Nailed it. Yeah. Stop no, no, absolutely. Wagon. Like,
2: they've... They, I they actually was one of the that, people... You know, stealing something and doing it better is, is a good business model.
1: The Blizzard model. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, of course, they stole it and then pivoted. God, that's so weird. That's such a weird story.
1: I adapt, overcome, survive.
0: But like,
1: I, w- I was yeah. one of the people who bought into original Fortnite and was enjoying it. And then it became the hottest thing ever. And I had no interest in playing it.
0: I, I yep. this is tangential. We don't have to go down this road, but I will say this. There was somebody in my work that was showing me their Fortnite videos. And I was politely, I didn't want to be rude. So I was just watching them and kind of nodding, you know? Um, and I just don't, With whenever people are building intensely in that game, like, at the end, and they're just building, I can't tell what's going on. I don't know well, what I'm looking to at. Be, to be
1: fair, that's why I don't really play that game, because I had played some of it, is, like, that's a huge mechanic for it, and I'm like, I don't like this. It's hard I don't to even like see the what people are doing. I like, have I to build is a, just like, boom. Like, I just don't enjoy doing that. I'm like, I just want to shoot the man. It's weird. It's an interesting thing but yeah that's it's a good, gotta rich- be cool if you're good at it and you enjoy it but like not for me
0: <laughs> just like sex it's gotta be good if you're good at it and you enjoy it but it's not for me you wouldn't know um I wouldn't know that's why it's not for me I'm not good at it yeah I just really uh, wanted to drive that home uh speaking of being good at it Josh uh Josh is there uh when you think of this topic what sort of memories were you or experiences were you brought back to um I mean <sighs> the things for me are usually
2: more like couch co-op stuff. Um, just Mm. sitting down and playing with friends in the room. Um, I don't know. I just like those, those memories have always stuck with me so much more strongly. What about the the, the
0: qualifier that Shay had about like it being sort of like an experience you can't really have. I mean, I guess technically,
2: yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I was getting at. Like I've like, like, going going back and playing something, like...
1: Since COVID's here to stay, that's impossible.
2: <laughs> well, not just that. Like, it's like like Goldeneye true. and stuff like that. Like, I, I loved sitting down with friends and just playing that. Like, we played so much co- couch co-op and couch... Not just co-op, but, like, multiplayer Halo back in the day. Um, yeah.
1: Well, to be fair, based off videos I sent you guys, Josh, I can attest that when I went away to that cabin for the 4th of July, we just played a lot of Goldeneye.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like it's it it's still, still it's still something you can do, but like you've got to take the time to get together and also play old games because like there there are still new games coming out that you can do similar things, but I I don't they've not landed for me in the same way. Um
0: a lot but, of it's a time and place thing. Why hasn't it landed? Do you think it's just because it was the first time you were experiencing it maybe? I think it's because they're more hardcore hardcore now. Um
2: because I was I was noticing one of the few couch co-op games that still works works for me um is the uh the overcooked games because they're uh-huh. still pretty straightforward they're pretty easy to pick up and learn and then all the difficulty is just the kind of the the strategy of it like figuring out how you're going to do the thing you want to do um yeah and that works to have somebody who's not a gamer TM sit down and play a game with you, which I think is something that we used to do a whole lot more. Like you didn't need to be a gamer to sit down and play Goldeneye. I just played that. Among with Us is was a good a,
0: example of that yeah, whoever as well. was there. Um Well, I can attest to the fact that I wasn't a gamer and I played Goldeneye, but I didn't have fun because everyone was better than me. <laughs> <laughs> If when you said, but I get your point. Yeah, it's uh, well, it was, it was first person shooters at the time were easier too. You didn't have to understand double dual joysticks. It was it was a simpler. You did if
1: class. you were playing GoldenEye the correct way with two N sixty four controllers. Get out of that! Get
4: out of here!
0: <laughs> one in each hand, baby. That's how you play Uh, that's that's a good one though, Josh. Because you think, hmm. But yeah, because like yeah. I've I've, I've we played. A...
2: Uh, oh shoot! What was it? Moving out earlier this year because I still play a decent amount of couch co-op games with my wife. Um, yeah, with your wife, yeah. But moving out is really frustrating for a non-gamer because so much more of the challenge is in controlling the character in the first oh, place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, like fine motor skills type stuff.
0: Requires more inherent sk- gamer skill.
2: Yeah, y- yes-ish, but not just that. Gamer
1: skill is the name of the body spray I'm putting out.
2: Yeah, it, it's it got, like, a... Uh, Skill. Characters have cool. a little bit of momentum to them. So you've got to, like, learn little nuances to how to even control them mm-hmm. that are... Like, they're things you can kind of account for if you're used to kind of fighting against, you know, a character that wants to do its own thing a little bit. But, yeah, like, that game has just not done anything for the rest of the family playing couch co-op. The way a lot of these old older games have,
0: um, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I was thinking about that too, Josh. Like uh, the ones that are kind of hard to duplicate. It's weird because they all, like, for example, the one I was thinking about, Josh. I'm sure you appreciate it, is like World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't think you. I don't know when they'll be able to duplicate the feeling of the MMO sort of hitting like that again. And maybe they can't. Like maybe there's they just- did.
1: I played Final
0: Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> no, no, no there, I don't. I don't mean there's not other great mmos i just mean like it's hard to recapture like the, what it's like to have one uh, of those
1: yeah uh, but like i think like i was saying earlier like a lot of that is time and place like yes, yes there yeah. are people who are going to fully remember like them playing the fucking third expansion to final fantasy 14 for the first time like we remember the first time we played wow because they were at x point in their lives when they mm. experienced that for the first time and it well, resonates with you differently.
0: But that's why I think it's fun about our podcast because broadly speaking, we've been gaming for like twenty years ish, right? So we can go back to a pretty big backlog and say there were really no MMOs like that. Like you had EverQuest, but it was not very good. Um, there was nothing. Well, like-
1: Well, it did have the slash pizza function, so maybe yeah. let's not shit on EverQuest. <laughs> I, I'm not.
0: I'm not saying people didn't have fun with it. I'm not saying it wasn't important. Like God knows, fish wherever you are. alright. No, it brother.
1: was. Yeah, um, it was way more.
0: Fish of a hardcore again, guys. Experience. I don't. I want to stress this. Fish is very much alive. <laughs> well, I, I need to see the body first. Um, I need to, to, to know check he's the, alive. To check the dental <laughs> records. Yeah, I need to see the body.
1: Yeah, so- You want to check the dental records of a living fish <laughs> to confirm that he's alive.
0: That's correct. Only fish has very specific teeth. I need to know that it's him.
1: That is not some doppelganger.
0: Yeah. It's not no other, These aren't uh, vicious silly... teeth. Who like I'm not are you? Changeling
1: fool me again. No other Johnny Not Depp after what happened to
0: Susie. There's a lot of Johnny Depp Doppelgangers out there, Rich. It's a scary thing. Yeah, it's...
1: and all of them are getting kicked out of the Fantastic
0: Beast films. <laughs> oh no. I'm actually bummed. Topical.
1: I'm really bummed
0: about that because uh, really I, mean, that I I'm like those movies. Bummed and for
1: I... him? I those movies did nothing for me.
0: Fair enough. I'm just saying, I really like those movies, and my wife, was, we were sad. They're,
1: they're inoffensive. I just, they did nothing for me. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, oh, oh anyways, another one I was I,
2: thinking of, as, as far as the super easy to just pick up and play with somebody. Yeah. Gauntlet for the GameCube. Yes. That was another one. You just, just pick it up, play it with friends. It's yeah. still very arcade-y, but it's but it's just a good... Kind of dumb, lighthearted, fun time. To well, a lot of people probably played play that together. in the arcade. You, you yeah, know what's but, funny yeah. is
1: you mentioned like trying to like recapture those moments and the era of COVID. I've had a lot of that. I had you and Shay use uh Parsec with me, like I guess two weeks ago at this point. That's what I, Parsec, for anyone who doesn't know, is a piece of software that essentially lets you uh clone your computer for somebody else remotely so that they can basically remotely take control of aspects of your pc whatever you allow them to yeah um and i
0: for like game demos and stuff
1: well more than that people use it to like run emulations remotely together and stuff like that play games uh that are normally local co-op only it's like the steam Um,
2: remote play together thing but but designed to do any
1: yeah just to just that um like, I recently had a few friends who I was chatting with about Uh, my friend Vinny and I used it to play a bunch of Diddy Kong Racing over an emulator. Oh, that's cool. Uh, oh, yeah. And it worked really well. We were talking about getting
0: people together to play Gauntlet over it. Yeah. Oh, man, that uh, sounds awesome. Because some of those games you can't, they don't have that function. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a now free that piece of software. Cool. It's really. We could, we could play really... the best kart racer, Crash Team Racing, and then we'll be. We'll be... The, there's. a.
1: There's a, That's on the PlayStation 4.
0: I don't know. Give uh, You can't. Oh, yeah. That's true. You could just, you could actually just play that. You could game. just actually play
1: the game that we spent $40 on. Uh, <laughs> did he come? man, that would be
4: cool.
0: Yeah, but all the ones that you can't really replicate, like you can't, like the first time a first person console game went online with Halo 2, you can't really replicate that anymore. That was a big event for those. Oh, for yeah. For that experience trying of going home being like,
2: wait. That was, that was the next, yeah. I remember quick trying to play. play I that, can just uh, play anyone
0: around the world in Halo in 30 seconds. That's weird. MGS you know?
2: 3 online multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was weird. That was just, yeah, trying to get that to I, ever run. I don't think I ever finished a match of that game. I played <laughs> a ton Gear of it, Solid, but I don't yeah. think I ever had a match actually that run was the all the way through. Thing.
1: This guy played Quake online with the
0: Dreamcast. Oh, oh, that's true. <laughs> Very niche, but yeah, that was a good one. I was like, I don't know if it was a good game, but I know that I dialing
1: that. on up. Mm-hmm. We're gonna play. I mean, some I wish Quake. I could. I wish could have
0: been there for Sea Thieves, Rich. It was a good time.
1: You don't know if Quake was a good game don't you host a gaming podcast?
0: I don't know if it was good on the Dreamcast online. I don't know if It that, was fine. It was no PC. Yeah, I I just don't know how that translated or anything. I don't really remember. But also, I don't sad, like... like
1: the ones you I was young enough that I'm probably like, this is garbage if I played it now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is just kind of sad that some of those... I mean, it's cool, but you can't replicate a lot of those anymore. Like, there, there won't be another Halo 2 kind of event or there can't be another first time you played a horde mode or... You know, the first time you played an MMO, which was probably World of Warcraft. You know, it's, it's probably City of Heroes,
1: <laughs> or child. So yeah, it's
0: uh, it's interesting.
1: I have a friend it's- who's currently uh, running on dedicated servers for uh, revamps of Toontown. Uh oh, really? he's telling me about this at a Halloween party. Ha! Huh. And it was a conversation so strange. And the next day, I texted him to be like, "Did I dream that, or were you really?" talking to me about running Toontown. He's like, yeah, no, people are running dedicated servers where they, like, up the challenge of this game and rebalanced it.
2: That's something.
1: <laughs> Isn't it, though? Yeah.
4: Huh.
3: You know, there, there's one on other this. game. <laughs> Let's do it, Josh. There's one, other, there's one other game that I've talked about many times. I wish we had seen more of 1 versus 100 when it was popular on the 360 you guys remember that i just wish i won yeah
4: do you remember I that josh or no
2: vaguely remember it i never played any of it
1: it was a so, a big friday night event
3: yeah so ba- basically uh it was a free i don't know game if is the right word more of an experience and it was like a on console um game show kind of experience. And basically you would get in there and you tried to get into the crowd. You'd either be the one trying to like, uh, answer questions kind of like a, um, who wants to be a millionaire style kind of Mm -hmm. versus the 100 people. And basically you had to answer all the questions correctly and get rid of all the 100 people. And if you, so you correctly did it, you basically won a real life prize. I can't remember if it was Microsoft, it was Microsoft points, points or actual money. It was Microsoft points. That's right. It was. Okay. And then if you were a part of the 100, you would also get Microsoft points if you were able to thwart the one person. And you could also be in the audience participating as well. And, uh, it was just a, it was a really fun experience just being a part of an active live game show on a console it was such a cool experience it didn't last very long unfortunately um i could it was see around for how like a summer as, it felt um, like they're giving away stuff without having any way to pay for that
1: content but i wish that well there was that was some an actual of... game show i imagine there was some kind of sponsorship involved
3: hmm. yeah yeah i just wish that there was some way that they could have sustained that even if it meant like people somehow paying a little bit of money to be a participant in that it would have been cool to see something like that more long term because I think it was a really groundbreaking idea and I remember for the few months that it was active like all my friends were all about it we were all like we'd we'd all like get together and like watch and play and stuff like that so oh yeah I had a group that would do it
1: every week it was cool man
3: it was super fun but
1: um are there any others that you guys can really think of Um, that was really the big one for me. You honestly got me thinking that I'm actually having, like, and I think it's because everyone's home with COVID. Like, I'm feeling a similar camaraderie around Among Us right now, where I do have a solid group of friends that any night I'm free, they're like, uh, we do an Among Us tonight, and it's kind of, it's been pretty fun when when I can make time for it. Yeah. That's cool, man.
3: No,
2: like, that's, it is nice whenever there are multiplayer just like kind of experiences that everyone can kind of be a part of like that. Mm -hmm. Um, That, I mean, granted not those have still been there with stuff like Fortnite and the like, but I think just stuff that's more accessible for people who aren't gamers TM. I really, I really appreciate having something like that. I've really enjoyed like when we do like Jackbox on stream, Like, it's not, it's simple. Like, there's not much to it, but it's still, it's still fun to have stuff like that, to be able to have those experiences with people who aren't, you know, going to be hardcore gaming with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I love multiplayer experiences when you have a core group of friends. Like, when we were doing Sea of Thieves for a little while, that was really fun, too. Oh, yeah. So yeah but um, Morgan <laughs> fucked off to the bathroom, so we are also going to do the same. We're going to take a quick commercial. You know break, I was going to poop and we will be back with some more of the chomp cast right after these wonderful, beautiful messages. So don't go anywhere. Hey, Josh, Hey, Shay. You know what I was thinking about this week? I want to spend my money on a lot of different things, like a wall clock, a face mask, a puzzle, and a t-shirt. You know where I could spend that kind of money?
2: I was thinking about webbed feet, but if you want all that, you can find it at store.swordchomp.com.
3: Oh, store.swordchomp.com. And I've heard they have a bunch of different logos, too. I've heard they have the Swordchomp Chomp logo, the Chomping After Dark logo, and they just recently got up the In the Blood and the Evoking the Sublime logo as well. The rumors are true. Well, that's good. That's good. So if you out there are interested at all, head to store.swordchomp.com. That's store.swordchomp.com.
0: See you there. We are back and we're going to run down
4: you know. some of
0: the games we're talking this week. I'm just going to kind of start with games that we receive codes for lately that we can talk about. Let's uh, let's start with the big one. I want to hit – I'll probably go Assassin's Creed, Superliminal. Rich, we haven't actually talked about Amnesia, so we should probably hit that up too as well. Um I actually realized that the other week that we got a review up on the website and did not talk any amnesia on the Halloween podcast, which is actually ridiculous. A crime. That. Um, take, I'll take responsibility for that one. Um, but, yeah, so we got uh, a code for Assassin's Creed Valhalla me and Shay have spent a couple hours with. Uh, so thank you, Ubisoft, for providing us with um, – Early code, Shay, how much, I know we just, these are very early impressions, you know, three or four hours or so or less, how far did you get into your first stab with the game?
3: Yeah, so I got through the prologue section, um, I got to the point to where the main character, um, she, she's gone back to the town after, or whoever, it can be a he or a she, up to you, you um which however you want to play I'll just say I'll just say uh the character's name I guess from here on out that might make it a little bit easier to ascertain who I'm talking about but Avor uh is the character and Avor has tried to exact revenge gone back to the main town and then there's a a mission you get after that I just did the mission after that where Avor has this kind of uh, vision induced from um, the the I don't know if she's a seer, but uh, this kind of hermit lady at the top of this
0: mountain. That's as far as yeah. I've
3: gotten so far. So it's not that far into the game.
0: Okay. You're not that far behind. Like, you're just maybe a mission or so. Yeah, you're pretty close to where I'm at other than uh, kind of doing some messing around, so. Yeah. I just got the uh, hidden blade in the game.
4: Which okay. Which
0: is less hidden blade, but... I don't, so Rich, and so for a reference for our audience, I have not played an Assassin's Creed game since Brotherhood. No, I'm sorry. Revelations was the one I didn't like, and then I fell off the franchise. Um, I would liked Brotherhood a lot, but then I played Revelations, did not like it. Then they were just cranking them out. And somewhere along the way, I didn't dislike the games, I just lost track of them. And then I felt too, like I was too far behind, even though that doesn't really matter. It's not like you have to play the one before to necessarily enjoy the next one. Um, Shay, uh, Shay, what was the last Assassin's Creed game you played? The last one I played was 3,
3: and obviously that one is a lot different in that you are, that one was in theory supposed to be like the last of the overworld story, whatever you want to call it basically, but then they just kept the games going, and it's it's it was very very jarring booting up the game, I want to say that, and I'm sure you felt this way too. Morgan is because coming from you revelations me assassin's creed 3 the animus is very much a part of that series at that given point in time so it felt very assassin's creed-esque during that time but being thrust into this game yeah you almost have no context into why you're playing as this character from the get-go well um it and it does not feel like an Assassin's Creed game right off the bat at all. Like you still have the climbing elements, but it's the game is less predicated on that than it was during when you and I played. And obviously that's been a shift that has happened with the past few games. Um, from what I understand from what Josh and Rich have talked about and you also from Odyssey and Origins, as well as what I've heard from other people in some of the videos I watched. Uh, it's a, it's a very big like the series has evolved into a different location than where it was um when you and I played. So it's definitely jarring to boot this game up yeah. and I was like oh this is why does this have the Assassin's Creed name on it? I don't understand quite yet.
1: because franchise visibility. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's a built-in co- in audience. Like they're very you're you're 100% correct, Shay. they're very different games now and that's that started in the major way with Origins, which very much reinvented
0: what the series was. Interesting, yeah. It's they do a pretty cool job of interest. Uh, From me who hasn't played the series in a while, of sort of bringing back the Hidden Blade, which is you're about to get to that, Shay. It, it's kind of a cool way of doing. It. So, are you are you guys afraid of spoilers? Should we be dancing around? Very no, minor, I like, fear nothing.
3: I mean, it's it's, li- it's it's within the first four or five hours. I don't think that. That's going to be a major deal, um, in terms of yeah. It's like, Cause like stuff. If if we want to end up doing like a chomping after dark for it, I don't think it's going to ruin anything major. It's I'm I'm sure that some of the stuff we're going to be talking about is in a lot of the uh, the videos that are on YouTube. I didn't look at them, but I don't think it's going to yep. be a big deal. Otherwise, we're not going to have anything to talk about if we don't do
0: spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Well, sort yeah, sort of. Like I will say. <sighs> It's all set stuff, so I don't think people will be worried, and if they are, then just skip ahead or don't listen to this. Most people, if you're a hardcore Assassin's Creed fan, either don't care or you'll probably already have the game picked up by the time you listen to this. Um, on Tuesday, yeah. it's the first couple hours, so if that game releases, what is that, late Monday night, and you're picking up on midnight release, or even tu- you play Tuesday morning, then you might hear this beforehand. So but I yeah, don't it's think all, it's going to be a big deal yeah it's just set up stuff like but yeah it's pretty cool the um so they' the basic setup of the game is that like shea was referring to revenge um someone important to you at the beginning of the game obviously passes away and
1: yeah, it's a good point Josh when is this game set
0: <laughs> and there's a there's the interesting sequence where you as a child are running and you get uh, attacked by a wolf that's why you're called the wolf bitten. Um, but during this sequence, it's, it's a pretty. It's a pretty solid sequence. Um, they do all this weird glitchy stuff, like the animus, like blah, blah. and that's where I was like, okay, what's going on? And like I heard these voices talking, and that's when they let you sort of. Right after that, you get to choose your character. Do you want to look like a traditional male or female or what have you? Because um, after the time jump, you're no longer a kid anymore. Boom, you're now playing as either a male or female character because the kid. You know, he just has very short hair. It's sort of like Nebulous uh, as far as gender goes. It's not important.
1: Yeah. Um, No distinguishable features. Yeah. But they sort of flash like the animus The gender that the Republicans have
2: been trying to get taken off of Facebook all these years.
1: Yeah. I'm actually going to name my kid Nebulous just to stick it to them. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
0: Nebulous. But yeah, it's kind of a
1: cool sequel. I think that's 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 a Guardian of the Galaxy.
0: And uh, while you're called the wolf bitten and everything, like everyone refers to you as like the wolf bitten and all that, and so it's which is kind of a, a cool little thing. But I picked the female character, Shay. Which, what did you do?
3: Yeah, I, yeah. After this, if you don't mind, I want to jump back a little bit. But I definitely went with the female character as well.
0: Okay. Yeah, generally, in the, historically, i know from talking to people. The female characters generally are stronger, like more better. Well, voice this is
1: active. the second game to have the option. This is it. There's only two? Yeah, oh. Odyssey and what was the third?
2: The one set in London.
4: Do you not oh, really Oh, well that switched. no that, that the wasn't the same. Yeah, those it's... characters
1: were twins and you yeah. you play as both. You kind of play as both, um, but this this is the second game to have the option. Yeah, where you you're just um, one and... or the other. So. Yeah, like I mean I don't know how people are going to feel coming out the end of this one. Like in Odyssey, undisputably Cassandra is the better character.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I heard that pretty emphatically, so I said... Plus, I generally enjoy more of the female protagonists in games, so I went with... And she's been very well voice-acted, and uh, she seems like she's going to be a pretty strong character, so...
3: Yeah, yeah, I will will admit that that the voice-acting is pretty well done. Um, I I haven't had any characters that made me roll my eyes or chuckle at how bad the voice-acting is. I will say the dialogue is a little bit uh, contrived in places, and it's a little bit... I mean it's game the game, so you expect that, but yeah, it's it's definitely contrived in some areas.
0: Yeah, it's a little hokey. But overall, I mean the one thing I'm wondering is how much and because if if we're able to get our hands on a PlayStation five, if I believe that it'll there'll be a free upgrade. So from the PS4 to the PS five? Oh, it
1: is but... a free upgrade. Is that a I'm always curious about these things. I'm going to look into it before I pick the game up myself because I'm always curious if those upgrades are like, is that digital version only? Um, you, you know what I mean. Like, it, I always wonder yeah, if it's like, it if I pick them. it up physical, can I put the disc in and then upgrade <laughs> to the digital version, like PS5 version via a patch or something? Yeah, it's worth yeah, finding that's out. A good question. It's worth finding. out. It's worth finding out before I spend sixty dollars on a video game, well, especially when yeah. it's when you
2: literally have the option to buy either version at this point it's like yeah yeah it'd kind of be worst uh, worst case scenario
1: to find out i mean yeah the thing to me is it's a matter of like when am i going to pick up assassin's creed Mm because even if things go according to my current plan and i secure a ps5 on launch day that means i'm gonna be about a week out from it actually coming
0: to me yeah Yeah, yeah Unless there's expedited,
4: yeah. I'm not so paying that's...
1: fucking sixty dollars to get a six five hundred dollar console faster. I just I'm not doing it.
4: Yeah, I'm spending
1: enough, enough money. Thank that. you. I know you are, um, but your wife won't let you. I mean, you know, and she's right to not let you. Someone needs to Expediting
4: feed
0: kids. Yeah, if I don't get it by the weekend, it's pretty much a lost cost cause because weekends I don't really have time anyway. But um, yeah, no, it's I, I'm just wondering how much more impressive it's gonna be. On, yeah. What, what Josh? Why, why I don't understand why that was just the head in, shake.
2: Yeah, and in, in, so insert the uh, the audio clip wah, right wah, there. Wah, yeah. Wah.
0: Do we have like a world's <laughs> smallest violin? Oh, the lot. No, I just mean like on. Yeah, when the weekends come around, I'm too busy with family stuff. I can't even sneak away and play games. So it's if it's not Thursday and Friday, I won't get it to it till Sunday night and then Monday night. Really, so. yeah. that's what you get for having a family. <sighs> But anyways, I wonder how much it's more impressive it's going to look, and I'll be able to let people know if it's pretty size, because it looks fine. I'm not really impressed with it, but, like, it doesn't look bad. It just looks like, you know, what you – it looks okay. You know? The
3: looks, the, yeah. the environments look pretty good. I will say that. And I, I, I wouldn't say it's anything at the Red Dead 2 quality, to be honest with you. I'd say it's about at the God of War hey, quality. Girl. I, I know people are – I know people are gonna probably shake their head and be like, "Oh, God of War looks as good, if not better, than Red Dead Two environments." I don't think personally think so. I think Red Dead's environments do look a little bit better, Um, but I'm sure that's just uh, splitting hairs there. It looks about the same quality as God of War's visuals in terms of the environments. Um, The facial animations are pretty rough. I, I mean, it looks it looks like an early this generation console game um, with the facial animations, and I don't know if you experienced this, Morgan. Um, I definitely had some issues with the video to audio. Uh, there was some lagging. Like there'd be some characters, they would just stop. Their face would stop moving, stop talking, but their voice would still come out. And then all of a sudden, the face moves really fast to Perfect. try and catch up, just like to real the dialogue life. that's already uh-huh. passed. That happened multiple times to me, um, both yesterday when I booted it up and today as well. Um, yeah,
0: and I don't know if some of that stuff will be fixed with a day one patch or not, but yeah, there's definitely some weird, like, like someone will just glitch through, like there's no animation and they're just suddenly holding something, and yeah, there's there's some weird stuff, just yeah, like the I mean, real it's, world.
3: It's to be expected.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's how the, yeah, it's not like super just, but it's noticeable. Very not. I, weirdly enough, I actually thought the facial animations have been pretty all right. Um, like I haven't been too bothered by them, but, uh, you know, it's tough. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of snowy ass games as is, but it looks fine. It's a snowy ass fucking game so far. a lot of fucking this, snow.
1: Oh my God. Is the game about Vikings have snow in it?
0: So much snow. I mean, let me tell so you, it's going to make snow. you feel real sad and cold inside. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Europe, maybe. When i <laughs> I get sometimes when I'm playing a, co- a game at night that's like taking place in the snow, and it's like cold outside here in Montana. I just feel really like, like my soul feels like it's going into like death mode. Like, oh, I actually kind of feel that.
3: that. I do that's kind of feel Dr. that because I felt that last night a little bit too because I'm playing the game. And I'm like, this reminds me of Montana, and as much as I love snow. There, I remember those days where it'd be super snowy in Montana and I couldn't be fucked to go outside and I'm like, this is depressing. I hate this.
1: See, uh, that's, that's an interesting yeah. idea because that's the, the same kind of principle as why I'm excited to play Miles Morales because it's a game that I know if I muted it and just left my window open, I'd basically be getting the same sounds. Just <laughs> right. people, it's, it's people yelling at each other and car horns. <laughs> <laughs> but no, hey, it, I'm it looks fine. I actually...
0: I found the story to be uh, fairly compelling so far. The For the most part, like Shay said, we haven't gotten a lot, very heavily into the gameplay. The, so your your brother is this character named Sigurd. I believe that's how it's pronounced. Sigurd. And when he comes off of this boat from sort of like being on this big journey, he brings back these two mysterious people with him who are from the Dark Brotherhood. And they pass on this... Uh, is this an Elder Scrolls game?
2: vampirism it's basically (laughs)
0: yeah Yeah. they're from like a dark it's the first one was like a dark brotherhood and they give you you know your blade like he's like my sister is like the best warrior I've ever known I've missed her for so long and they have this great relationship and then so he convinces these people to to let you have one of those blades even though one of them is kind of resistant Um, but you gotta promise you'll be good and, but it's cool. The, the cool thing about it is, and Shay, you'll see this, is she wears it wrong on purpose. Like she flips it around and wears it on the outside because she's kind of a badass. Like a and, she's, and the guy's like, the one guy's like, no, 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 you're supposed to wear it down here. And she's, and they have like this little conversation. She's like, no, I'm not. I don't need to hide this thing. I'll let people know. It's I don't know. It's just kind of a cool little dialogue thing they have where she flips it around the outside of her arm.
1: Morgan, can I ask you while we're on the point of this? I don't know how much combat you've done with the hidden blade. Um, I've done some. Yeah, I have heard one of the things they're talking about in this is like the one shots from the Hidden Blade are back, because they were not a thing in Origins or Odyssey. Mm-hmm. I have yes, I've one shot some th- some people with it. Yeah, like eventually you can in Origins and Odyssey just because you're that overpowered, but like typically For most of in
2: that, the at yeah. level combat it doesn't do much.
1: It's like a good way to get a quick hit in and then just engage in combat. Also, probably worth noting, it's never really a hidden blade in Odyssey. It's uh, the Spear of Leonidas yeah. that you were using in the same fashion. Not affixed it's, to your wrist, just as a separate weapon in your hand.
0: Yeah, it's weird. I need to spend some more time with it, but it just I was surprised at how easy it is. Like, I was killing some people, and like, I didn't really have to sneak up on them or anything. I just kind of ran up to them, and then it said assassinate, and I pressed R1, and I killed them. And so it it's like the old like, games. I'm cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> I like, yeah oh. i missed that about the old games I, I really like that so it's cool so yeah that might be something you're gonna look forward to to some degree because the first couple fights in the game you just you're swinging your axe around and i'm like oh i don't think well, i'm gonna like playing this th- game the, at main, all. the main
1: thing i was curious about was and i'm wondering if this might be the case with higher level enemies is um i know they talked about at one point it might be like a timing based thing to actually get the proper one hit kill on higher level enemies
4: hmm.
1: which even that like it, at least that takes the game mechanic of these enemies have a level and still gives you a way to use the weapon as intended. Um, And um, that, again, that could be something that pops up for you later on in the game. I'm just interested to see how that stuff shakes out.
4: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I'll have we will hopefully have more on that, like, as time goes on. Like, the thing with me right now is I'm enjoying the game just fine, but I feel like anything could pull me away from it. Like, I'm not, like, in love with it or anything. I'm sure. in like with it, but it's... it's um The story seems compelling enough, and there's some nice, you know, the gameplay like, is...
1: Uh, you're like me with Watch Dogs, except for the part where the story seems compelling.
0: Yeah, I think the, the story is probably better than Watch Dogs, I would guess, but it just seems like anything would... Would pull me away at this point unless the story magically starts hooking me. Except for the fact that one cool thing about the game that I read today that I did not know when I was writing the notes for the podcast was they have basically done away with all side quests, which is awesome because those were just, there was so much filler in those games. And now they are world events. So, like that, the comb event I was telling you guys about is just a natural event that's just occurring on the map and you just walk up to someone who has a couple little dots over their head. It's not like a... Well, when you th- say th- you that... You don't even get
1: a... It, it takes away, like, the
0: menu-based stuff of it is my understanding,
1: yes. right? Yes, Which I like because it means I can still engage with tons of bullshit to distract myself, but I don't feel the compulsion that having this log of side quests gives me to, like,
0: exactly. I need to do all these things. Mm-hmm. it's it's very freeing for the brain like I was in fact I was doing this one mission for this lady wanted me to kill some stuff to hunt for her and I was like eh, whatever like I'm kill tired of hunting in games I've, I've only hunted in every single game for the past five years Um, and I went to kill a couple deer or whatever and I went to like find her quest log so I could track the next one or whatever and, and, and she was did not a, have one <laughs> yeah there's new key you know it's it's just an illusion they're just hiding all that stuff but it's nice it's a nice I think a nicer way to do it um yeah you don't yeah, feel I'm comfortable so with that yeah it's just like people they have like a little bubble like a a conversation bubble above their head and then you can just walk out to them and talk to them as any opposed to just... thing that cuts down on these quest
1: logs and this map like clutter like i can't stand looking at a, a game map and seeing all this bullshit i need to well,
3: check out it off. seems like, like the, it, ma- the map in
1: this game is a little bit
3: smaller than uh the last few games because it's not that hard to navigate how map i don't know how much it big. expands but um as of right now it doesn't seem like it's that much bigger or i mean it doesn't seem like it's bigger it seems like it's smaller
0: well it's they said that the thematically it's cool because you're an invader and they were talking about how it wouldn't make sense for to basically get all these quests from people in places where she's like an invader you know i don't there was just a very natural way they explained it as uh for narrative reasons too that that felt really cool but um like that comb mission I was telling you guys about, it was just a natural thing. I walked up and this lady was like, oh, I, whoever finds my comb gets to stay with me overnight. I'm like, okay, this sounds so cool. So where'd you and find the it was the just comb? happening. You said yeah, it was you just were supposed to deliver on that. <laughs> yeah, so I did end up spending like an hour looking for this dumb fucking comb. Um, <laughs> and the, here, here's the funny part about getting games early. There was no help on the internet because no, nobody's- Yeah, you you're know, supposed
1: to be that guy, Morgan. That's our job. <laughs>
0: I know. So anyway, the last clue um, if you're if you're looking for the comb and you're having trouble, um, it's the last clue in that note I read at the beginning of the podcast is um, be her fish in shining armor or whatever. So you just so I just swam right. It's down in the to sky. The very, I swam right down to the very bottom and I found this hole in the lake and there was uh, a comb. And the fucked up thing about this character and there was a is fish it with a sword. Like, it sounded like when she gets lonely, she hides these weird objects, and so men have a chance to find them and like prove them she's like, I'm not looking for love, but you know I do get lonely and I want to bang people and shit, and i want you how know, dare she and... no no, it was cool its it was like a it was a very it was just no, weird no, Did you she have just have
2: to you have to hide that sort of thing at the bottom of the lake so you know <laughs> if they can hold their breath
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's important information to have. <laughs>
2: Like no, she's she, not going to waste time with somebody who's heads down down not able she to get to down
0: there. And, it's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Surprisingly, I did. I did survive. Uh, I know. I, I the dialogue was was you know it was it was fine. Like you just kind of walk along with her. She's like, take a walk with me. They did the thing where they kind of edit out. They don't actually show the implied sex scene, and they they talk in like kind of goofy. Um, innuendo like oh thank you for combing me down there I can get those tangles out I haven't gotten out in forever and I'm like oh, well, <laughs> that was uh, unsatisfying in Odyssey, nothing I like had a sex- nappy ass pussy <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> in, in Odyssey I had sex with Odysseus's granddaughter oh, oh that's,
0: that's hot <laughs> how it was, was it?
1: it was pretty good I, I implied from the really awkward text they put in the game <laughs> Yeah, there was... and I was like, these are people that have had sex before writing this
0: dialogue.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> these guys know pillow talk.
0: <laughs> weirdly enough, that was, I enjoyed how stu- how absurdly, I mean, it wasn't great by any means, but just the idea that this lady had hit a comb in the middle of a lake so that people could fight over finding the comb so they have a chance to potentially fuck her was so absurd. I was like, this is stupid. I'm all about it. This, is, this seems cool.
1: I really wish they would just insert, like, realistic like, real world pillow talk, but into that age. Like, don't change it at all. So, like, when you finish, you're just like, you want to Uber eat something? <laughs>
0: <laughs> just like, yeah, really break that yeah, that. Alright, sure, like, so I have much. I have
1: work tomorrow. I should probably get going.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> are, you, are you just saying that because because the joke didn't quite land the way you're hoping, and you need to get out of here? Or? I have work tomorrow. I should probably get going. <laughs> um, damn, it's weird how they mark stuff on the map now, Rich. I don't know if it was this way before, but like. Things that are, like, monetary items that you can mine for and stuff on the world map are just these tiny, faint little blue circles. And whenever I found those areas, it was just, like, rocks I would smash with my no, axe and it exploded to... ore. I guess. I don't fucking... Yeah, I love rocks. It's, you know, it's got all that kind of shit, so... um, But, yeah, the now the Assassin stuff is opening up the game and the story seems... It's, honestly, I'm worried... Shay, I don't know how you feel about this, but this game feels like it it feels good it not necessarily like Go on. i'm only a couple hours in so i don't want to like you know bang on it too rough it's just i'm a little worried it's 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 I'm not worried cuz i don't really care it seems like it's going to get lost in the shuffle a little bit of um all these i definitely new don't think it's going to get lost out. in the shuffle i don't think it's going to get lost in the it's shuffle it's
1: assassins creed it it has a built-in audience
0: exactly well i mean i don't mean it's not going to sell well i just mean i think that people will start it and then stop it to play other stuff and people won't really remember it like they do it. with like every assassins a creed games.
1: game
0: yeah
3: but well, you know then again the assassins creed people f- are
0: hardcore so
3: to be fair part of that is yeah going to be due to the situation but also part of it is the game itself like i took a shit ton of notes here um that like i had a bunch of like minor issues with the game like i already told you about like the audio and bug lag the audio and video bug lags um the combat feels very sluggish like it just feels like assassin like assassin's creed combat from 2009 it hasn't gotten that much more fluid and if you want a more fluid combat system it feels like you could play any one of the number of games that are similar to it like god of war feels more fluid than this game for example um well, and um, that's well, not say, like, that's, that's not to say Tsushima that God of War is a fluid of combat system. I'm just saying that it's more fluid.
0: There's different games. I just look; they're just too different for me. But yeah, I know what you mean.
3: I, I, you know, <clears throat> I, I told you this privately, and I I've told some um, other people pr- privately. But this game very much feels like taking a bunch of elements from different games, and then make like turning it into an Assassin's Creed game, except all those elements. Aren't as good um in this game. Like for example, the combat feels very God of War-esque and even some of the location feels very God of War-esque. Um this is another thing. Well, I, wrote I think down. that
1: comes with the territory at this point.
3: Okay. Um, I yeah. also feel like the camera angle that it's put at, because it, it's a little bit different from um the camera angles from the older games that uh you and I played, Morgan, is that it felt very Hellblade-esque especially at the beginning the the exact positioning of the camera and the distance from the character to the camera i like immediately i was like this is like the angle in hellblade like that's immediately the first thing i said when you get control um excuse me when you get control of avor um in the prolog sequence so yeah,
0: just that first narrative sequence, yes, but when you're actually playing the game like later on, it just it feels like more of your standard third-person game, I think. Probably what people who are familiar with those games
4: would. Yeah, 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 but yeah for sure. I, yeah.
3: And then the character design of Avor, the female version, reminds me a lot of Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. And like those are minor things, but when you add it all together, it's like the the emulation of all these games coming together and making a lesser version of that was I think that's part of the issue to what you're talking about is that um basically I think this game will be started by a lot of people and they're gonna be like, eh, whatever. Because I have a feeling that's eventually what's gonna happen with me and you. We'll play it for a little bit longer, um, partially due to obligation for getting the review code, partially due to we wanna make sure we give it a fair shake. Um But yeah, I have a feeling that I
0: won't stick with the game,
3: to be honest with you.
0: Um but it's, yeah, I, I agree with the second part of what you're saying. I think the first part is a little tricky because yeah, it's hard to sort of condemn a game after only spending a couple hours with it. And I do want to give it like, if any developers going to, whether I like it or not, if a developer is going to give me a game code, I do want to try and put a, a chunk of time into it to, to feel like I gave it a fair shake, like you were saying. But I, the weirdest thing about it is it feels just like every other open world game I've played in a lot of ways. Um, and it, But it feels almost weirdly self-reverential to itself. With and you'll see that when you get the blade soon, Shay. Very much like, hey, remember the hidden blade? Remember Assassin's Creed? And it's just like, oh, weird. It's it's nowhere near like when you get the chains in God of War or anything. But it's like, oh, remember when the blades were cool and you could assassinate people? You know, it's and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a weird thing. It's weird. That's Um, fair. That's fair. Um. (laughs) go ahead wait what's wrong josh what, what did i say you said reverential self-reverential what did i mean to say referential self-refer is that not what he said yeah self-reverential self-rever-
2: reverential is what trump is it's called just, oh, like, just being a narcissist <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> oh self-rever okay i'm sorry sorry yeah i might have been just speaking too quickly yes yes exactly with, with, with the
2: f though it just means you're Anyway,
0: Yeah, So, for, well, I, my I when I talk fast, they kind of blur together. Yes, referential, right. referential, um, which isn't a bad thing. It's it's just weird. Like like they have all these Assassin's Creed games, and they made this big turn to just turn them into action games, but also kind of like, hey, wait, I know well,
1: you're gonna say like it's just, to talk about the big change. Like we're years short on that when I was just calling Assassin's Creed Origins The Witcher
0: Four. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, were right. the side quests as good as The Witcher? Because those were like legendary no. good. No. Okay. Um. I. I just. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Um. With that. But I just was curious if the quality was was on. Anyways. I. Like I said. It's. I'm not. I mean. I'm more in like than I am with love with it. It seems. It seems fine so far. I need to spend yeah. more time with it. What about you, Shay?
3: Yeah. I. I have a few more things I want to say. If you have nothing else you want to say, then because. Uh, I was trying to take as many notes as I can. I was trying to approach this. From a very critiquing standpoint, obviously we were gifted a review code, so I was like, I want to take as many notes as I can to kind of inform people about whether or not they should buy this game. Because I know my dad was one of those people who really, really wanted to buy the game, and I was like, okay, well, I want to give him um, an honest answer. And I understand that this is all preliminary stuff. Finally do
2: something to pay him back for all the years of putting up with your shit.
3: Right? All my gaming shit? No, and I I understand that this is. I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Can Can I finish, please? I I understand this is all very preliminary. Um, in advance, that I wanted to get that out. I understand that Morgan and I need to put a lot more time into the game. Go ahead. Sorry, I wanted to get that out.
0: That's all I was going to say. I was I was doing the starting to the same thing you were, but I sort of got hesitant about sort of nitpicking it after only putting two hours or so into it. And I've, I've been there before where I've been like, Oh man, or there could be a day one patch that corrects some of these issues as well. Not to say that it negates it necessarily, but there could be things that, that, that adjust these things. So,
3: okay. Yep. Um, so one, I have some like good and bad things that I noted. I liked at the very beginning of the game, when you first boot up the game and actually has you go through all of the settings, um, like not just the brightness and, contrast like it gives you the ability to adjust certain settings like do you want to be able to see nudity in the game gives you that option right off the bat it gives you the ability to obviously do subtitle stuff and some in-game stuff as well like it puts you in the menus right away so you could adjust all of that stuff at the beginning you're aware of it and then going forward if you want to change that you're you're able to obviously down the line i really like that because. um some games do that. I don't think enough games do that. Like if there are a lot of systems in place, sometimes games just kind of thrust you into that. And I think that's the very old school mentality where this game kind of had a new school mentality where it's just like adjust all these settings. Now Uh learn about them. The fact that they
0: exist. And if you want to change them later, go ahead. I really like that. Um, I think weird, that weird note on that topic. You can approve nudity, which of course I did. And yet during that first implied sex scene, yeah, the camera cuts away, and there is no nudity. It's very strange.
3: They want you to earn the boobies, Morgan. Is the thing.
0: I I you guess must, so.
3: You must earn them. Um, but like along those lines, the amount of the customization is fairly cool in terms of the difficulty. It's nowhere near the Last of Us Two level uh, of customization, but you can adjust the difficulty of exploration, which I thought was really interesting the difficulty of the combat and the difficulty of the assassination so you can control each one of those difficulties which i thought was pretty interesting like coming from an assassin's creed game from uh what was it 8 9 years prior as a big departure and i thought that was really cool it's very modern i like that approach a lot excuse me yeah um i also had a more than you had mentioned this uh the main character avor kind of glitches from time to time i had a glitch where if i'm in the prologue if i moved the camera at certain angles avor would just disappear and then reappear like 3 seconds later of Not course like you'd still be walking around but you couldn't see the character model which i thought thought was pretty funny and the opening <laughs> sequence itself um basically um morgan didn't really talk about this too much but you are a child, and your clan, um, headed up by your mother and father, are meeting with another clan to kind of join forces before they're attacked. And of course, tragedy um, happens. And it was a very, 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 very typical game. Uh, there, it wasn't expected, or it wasn't not expected. It was a very expected tragedy to happen. Um, felt like it just a triple A lead in to the story so I don't know if that's... I'm sure for some people that's a big deal, but uh, for me it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, The only other thing that I really wanted to mention um, to avoid nitpicky stuff is I really enjoyed the minigames because you get access to them pretty much at the beginning of the game when you go to the first major town. And um, I really, really enjoyed the minigames. There are three that you get access to right away. One is called flitting. I don't know if this was in the other games. Uh Rich and Josh, you guys could talk about this probably more, but basically it's just slam poetry. Is what it
1: is. In uh No, in... that is new to this and I am very thank you for I'm very much into that.
3: Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's pretty interesting. Like basically it's it's a slam poetry battle. And um you have to choose between one or three dialogues and it's about mm-hmm as much as the rhyme scheme as it is the number of syllables it's pretty funny um i enjoyed that uh do you have to do a drinking game where basically you're trying to drain your goblet by mashing uh the whether it's x or a whatever controller you're playing on um at the right zone like it's a a circle and it gets smaller and smaller and you have to mash that button at the right precise moment and you drink a little bit more and as you're getting drinking more and more, you start to sway, so you have to make sure your character doesn't fall over while you're mashing that. And it was a typical minigame. That one didn't really entice me too much, but the one I was telling Rich about before the show, there's one called Orlog, and Orlog is this dice game. Um, You roll five dice, kind of like Yahtzee, or sorry, six dice, and um, they have different obviously different abilities are there, there's a a sword or a melee ability a bow ability um you have two different types of blocking abilities there's a thieving ability and then a blank one that basically gifts you this item and the point is to get your opponent's life down down to 0 and you have like 20 little gems that represents their life and um it's very similar to magic the gathering in terms of there are phases or turns and each thing that you do has a phase or a turn, and like there are certain things that take priority. And the items that I was talking about earlier, um, if you amass enough of them, you can do direct damage that's unblockable as well. So it's pretty cool. It's a, it's a very low-key, fun strategy uh, minigame. I was like I played it once and I this morning I was like I could sit here and play this all morning long cuz it it just tickles that addiction for me but um yeah I I think that's about it for me um in terms of that stuff and I want to um spend some more time with the game obviously I don't want to critique it too harshly um it does feel very much just like a game just game but we'll see. It might get better as time goes on. I don't know. I don't I don't know how it was for Origins and Odyssey if it felt like game at the beginning and it just kinda of grows on you. But I'm hoping that's kind of what happens here.
4: So Yeah.
2: Yeah, that that's kind of what Odyssey did as well. They were like just the most triple A thing to ever triple A. Um, Hell yeah. It sounds that sounds fair. like they're kind of on the same thing but you know with with new new mini games and whatnot and not not identical but still very much in the same family so
4: yeah
3: yeah i have i imagine that it's just another AAA installment in this series and that's that's fine like um if you're yeah. into the Norse stuff it's interesting you the way they do things like the raid ability is pretty cool where you just your ship on shore and you just start pillaging it's basically attacking and enemy encampment after just like any other game just with some Norse twist to it but it's it's fun to hear um, people kind of talk with that Norse accent like it's never overly done it's more I would say more Americanized than anything Sky- but it's Skyrim? kind of funny yeah kind of like oh well, I'd say the Skyrim Norse well that's about the same actually now I think about it um
1: but, I was going to say, be care, tread lightly here.
4: Yeah. No. Oh, um, you're finally
3: awake! <laughs> I will say that it's funny, Like they, they will insert random um, Norwegian words in there, or Norse words in there, that just pop up out of nowhere. So they'll be talking and they'll throw that word in, and I assume it's because of there's probably no direct translation, or they just want to make sure to remind you that it is taking place in a in not america which is probably uh, more likely odyssey 100 percent
1: did the same thing with like random greek words just yeah just out of nowhere like yeah
3: okay then it's probably the latter which fine whatever i mean it makes me chuckle when it happens but um yeah i don't really have anything else to say about the game morgan disappeared somewhere i really don't know where he went
1: let's uh, talk about other games so,
3: yeah. Um. Yeah. To Assassin's Creed, Valhalla. I guess we will play that more, and we will get back at you the following week with more update on that. Um. Really quickly, just get this out of the way. I beat um It uh this past weekend or this past week. Very good game. Um. I don't want to say too much about it because pretty much all I have to say is spoiler stuff. Um. The one thing I do want to say. Is it's an incredible game and it's not getting the attention it deserves. Um, I, I'm I'm firmly a firm believer of that. It has incredible character de- development in there and the music is sublime. I found out the music is on Spotify, so I'm gonna be probably listening to that today um, while I'm doing random things around the house and whatnot. But um, yeah, it's an amazing indie game and I hope that anyone who's possibly interested by us talking about it gives it a try cuz like we said it is on Game yeah. Pass. Um it's fucking amazing. I I loved yeah. I loved the game. I loved how it ended. It's such a satisfying ending. Um you don't have to like it's at max um if you want to do literally everything probably about a 25 hour game. Like at the very max, I would say. Yeah. But you it's, can that's... you can just beat the the core thing probably in about 18 hours. Yeah. To twenty hours.
2: Yeah, I think mine says thirty, but I'm sure a lot of that was paused while I'm dealing with kids because I that happens. Well, my my yeah. my time played on Steam always ends up being higher because I'm playing stuff while watching the kids and I'll wander off to go do something and come back. So Yeah,
3: I I have a feeling mine was a little bit higher as well because like I'd be playing Late at night, and then I'd fall asleep for like an hour, and then I'd wake back up, and I'm like, "Fuck, I need to keep playing this game," <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's an amazing game. I highly, highly encourage you if you if you are a fan of older-looking, beautiful, fun RPGs um, or tactics games to just give it a try. Uh, especially yeah. if you have Game Pass, you have no reason not to. And I promise you, it the 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 story itself and the character development is all incredibly compelling. So. That's all I really want to say about that game. Um we're gonna be doing a Chomping After Dark later today about it and I'm very, very excited. Um it's looking like it's gonna be the longest script I've ever written for a video game for that, that podcast, so I'm pretty excited about it. But uh it can fail. Check it out. Um so I don't have the list of games that you guys wanted to talk about because Morgan didn't let me know that I was taking over or anything, so... What
1: games? Yeah,
2: he probably got family aggro again. His kids have been...
1: Uh, I could slip in there a little, uh, Amnesia Rebirth, uh, that we were kind enough to get sent a code for that we didn't really get to talk about much. Review's been up on the website for a hot minute. Um... For anyone who is a, a fan of the Amnesia series, um... This game really is a a more proper sequel to Amnesia Dark Descent. Um the the sequel, the original sequel that came out of Machine for Pigs was not quite as well received. And this game's sort of done a pretty good job of returning it to the I guess more palatable horror roots. For anyone who hasn't played the original Amnesia, the main conceit of the game is it, it attempts to do horror in a way that video games are often not great at which is making you feel purely powerless um, and sort of playing with your perception of things. Uh, The game starts, you're playing as a character named Tassi, um, who is on a mining expedition. Uh, She's originally from Paris, and the plane crashes um, in the desert on, on your way to this mining expedition. And you wake up among the wreckage alone, and it starts with you basically trying to figure out what the hell's going on, So you have amnesia? You do have amnesia. Um, (laughs) It uh, becomes apparent very clearly that you actually already left the craft site days ago with uh, the rest of the expedition. And a certain amount of days have passed and you don't know what the hell's going on. Um, You're also pregnant, which is fun to add to the the dilemma you're in. And the main conceit of it is you are unarmed. All you really have to go off of are a a lantern you get pretty early on which runs on oil and matches. So basically a lot of the gameplay element to avoid the darkness is spending your time looking for candles and shit you can light with the matches uh, just to keep a room lit up. Uh, because the main mechanic it plays with is you sort of have a, a fear meter, basically. Um, as you stand in the darkness for too long or see like horrific things like monsters moving through the darkness and stuff, Tossy's fear kind of grows and it's represented by these black tendrils kind of coming in through the sides of the screen. That's kind of cool. And eventually once that gets too high, uh you pass out and essentially like wake up in a random room somewhere. So there's no real fail state. Hmm. Uh but that's not really Like the point of the game, like I I don't know that I would enjoy this game with a fail state because it's more about like the exploration and the discovery of it. Like, there's no combat. You're trying to get around monsters. You're never engaging with them head on, and that fear system discourages you to even look at them for long periods of time. Like, if you see something, you kind of want to fucking book it. Okay.
3: Oh, well, that kind of
1: yeah. I had the question
3: of with you constantly searching for candles to light with uh, matches and whatnot, I feel like that would be a really, really good idea for a horror game, especially if you feel like you're kind of helpless. But if there's no, like you're saying, no fail state, it doesn't really feel like there's a purpose for that then. Um, Like, sure, you might be in a lower state of anxiety and nervousness, but for some people, like horror buffs who are looking to get into that heightened state... Doesn't seem like this is kind of the game for you then, if that's the case.
1: Uh, no, I disagree. Um, and fail states ruin horror because you end up doing the same thing over and over Over again. and over again and get desensitized to it. Like The thing is, you're going to get through it one way or another because you're going to wake up with something else. Like th- This builds the tension appropriately, and typically those like moments of hitting max fear are like, not even quite a jump scare because I don't feel like this game gets that easy with it um but there's always some kind of scare baked into it like okay m- my bigger complaints on it always end up being the stuff that just kind of feels stupid and too video gamey like the, the idea of like i'm lighting all these la- like lanterns and candles on tables and i'm like really tossy we can't just pick up the candle and take Can- it with can't us take this with us we can't take the torch off the wall yeah. that i just lit uh also, there's a, a, an item you get early on, which is, well, I say you get early on. You wake up with this sort of bracelet on um, that ends up almost sort of functioning like a compass, uh, and at times it'll start, like, spinning erratically, and you can pull it out and use it to sort of open these portals that bring you back and forth between the real world and this sort of, like, I don't know if it's hell or some kind of fucking nightmare-fueled world. And that happens a few times. It happens less often than you'd think in the roughly eight-hour story. Like, there'd be long stretches where I'm like, huh, we haven't been to hell in a while. <laughs> Which is kind of a weird <laughs> thing uh, to be thinking. But I think the environmental stuff is really great. Like, you're kind of moving through these old fortresses and, like, caves and, and things like that. Just a lot of the adventure gamey stuff of, why can't I pick up this candle? Why can't I do this or that feels strange and it feels at odds with what the game is trying to do at uh, at certain points that's interesting so
3: basically you're just trying to escape is the whole point
1: yeah and a lot of the storytelling is told via uh like documents you're finding and reading like notes the other members of the expedition left behind to sort of piece together what happened to you and i don't want to get into too much of that because that gets into spoiler territory about what Exactly, you're uncovering. Uh, I do think the story is enjoyable and it, it copes with a lot of stuff you kind of don't expect. Um, again, with the idea of like Tossie being pregnant, and not to get like spoilery, but they early on kind of delve into her and her husband, who is also on the expedition, were dealing with having previously lost a child. Um, okay. so it kind of delves into, and I think it does it pretty well with like coping with that. Um, on top of the actual supernatural horror you are now faced with. Yeah. It's
3: interesting. Like, uh, like I'm not the, the biggest, uh, horror game buff or anything like that. But the few that I've played, um, like we recently talked about the like psychological thriller suspense game. That is, um, the suicide of Rachel Foster. And we, we recently were talking about, um, You know, last week, the game designed characters and whatnot. I tend to gravitate when I do play a horror game, one that does have more of a fail state, because even though, like you guys said, that you become desensitized to that, for me, that doesn't happen for me. Like, if anything, that heightens the fear for me. Like, oh, I know how deadly this creature is, and now I have to go face it again. And if I keep failing... Like it, it scares the shit
4: out
1: of me. Well, like, to for me, it, that's... It, it depends on the type of horror we're talking about. Like, we're a uh, Resident Evil or a Silent Hill, where there's more of a combat element. Like, yeah, with amnesia, that would just feel frustrating because these well, yeah. are games well, that are that's, very much yeah, not built was... around engaging with enemies. Right, and that's what I was gonna say. Like, it it just
3: feels like a just completely different experience, um, which it, it isn't really a bad is. thing. Yeah. It's, uh, I I think it would be a lot of fun. Uh, just. Ideally, when I play a horror game, I think I'm looking more for that combat feel like a dead space where, like, even if you run into those enemies like a hundred times, they still feel deadly and they could wipe you out any given point in time. And you have to defend yourself. And I think there's something to be said, too, about playing those kind of horror games to where you really like the point isn't to defend yourself, it literally is to escape. And I and think that it, to be fair, it's worth
1: noting. When you fire this game up, it tells you that off the bat. There's no fail state. Like, it says, you cannot die. That's not what this game is. And it says, like, that's not what this game is mm, about. Okay. It, enjoy the story, take in the atmosphere, and keep moving. That's cool. That's cool. Like, did you feel that yeah. eight hours of that was too long? Uh, No. I think it paces itself pretty well with the way it, it dulls things out. And it has some pretty interesting set pieces in terms of how you move on. Uh it kind of flew by for me. I beat it I beat it in about three setting, sittings. Um okay. and uh like again it never it never felt slowly paced to me. The the puzzles on their face are always uh I don't think I encountered a puzzle that I felt was particularly challenging. Uh they're just kind of meant to be a quick roadblock, but th- the thing I always go back to is like even a shape in the whole game feels intense when there's a zombie chasing you.
3: yeah that's yeah (laughs) i i love zombies (laughs) but like with the the puzzles i guess my question would be because you said it was pretty well paced do those puzzles kind of serve as simply a function to increase the anxiety that you feel that the darkness could kind of overtake you is that is that the point of the puzzles or is it they're just at times a lot of them they're they're
1: more gatekeeping Uh, like there's one of the bigger puzzles involves like moving these obelisks to kind of, uh, get to the next area. And one of the more memorable ones is actually in one of the areas that wasn't really dark at all, uh, where you're moving through this kind of old abandoned fort and the bigger puzzle to get out of that area is there's a decommissioned tank in the center of the fort and you basically need to find supplies to, uh, pack a mortar shell so you can kind of blow the door open and get out of there. Okay. Interesting.
2: So, like, exploration-based I mean, a- stuff.
1: Yeah, that's, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the the one that felt like the most puzzly was that obelisk one, which has a lot to do with matching symbols and, you know, turning cranks and all that sort of shit. Uh, which, again, not particularly challenging, but it's one of those things where you kind of feel like something's breathing down your neck at that moment. So you're like, I need to fucking figure this out, and it adds that level of panic to it. You
3: know, speaking of turning cranks, are there any flashbacks in this game or anything like that?
1: There are. There are a few. Um, Do you get to see how the baby was
3: put into her belly? You know, the the whole turning uh, crank She was... Yeah. uh, No. (laughs) I had to do it because Morgan's not here. Morgan's still gone, so I was like, somebody's got to do it.
1: Blastoise seems pleased with you. (laughs) Blastoise is always pleased with me.
3: Or anyone, for that matter. Yeah, but I guess. Um, yeah, I, I I need I needed some laughter. We needed some laughter. There wasn't laughter for the past like five ten minutes, so I figured
1: Can we get a laugh track
4: there.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna do it same as last week. I'm gonna put it right right after my joke, and not <laughs> when you ask for it. <laughs> but no, that's cool, man. Like I I'm really glad that you ended up playing it. Do you, would you recommend it to people? You think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. My, and my number one recommendation is somebody who liked the original Amnesia but did not, not like A Machine for Pigs. Uh, this is the sequel I wanted out of that series. And uh, it does have loose connections to the original. Um, you by no means have to play the original to play this. It's more like wink, wink, nudge, nudge stuff for people who played the original game uh Little
3: like easter eggs and stuff
1: yeah just like some very light like world building almost kind of stuff but okay. uh nothing that would make you be like shaking your head in confusion if you hadn't played the original
3: oh okay okay so nothing groundbreaking well that's cool man like it yeah it sounds like a lot of fun and for you listening out there if you want like if you're interested and you want to hear more about what rich had to say about the game specifically without us interrupting him, you can go to swordchomp.com and check out his review. Cause that's where it's at. That it is. Mm-hmm. Well, amnesia that wraps that up. Have you been playing? Well, you, be, you said you had been playing watchdogs Legion a little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you want to talk a little bit more about that.
1: Uh, yeah. I talked about it briefly last week. Another Ubisoft joint. Um, hey. I I've, I've put a lot more time into it since then and i'm still having fun with it but like more of the problems are kind of glaring at me at this point uh which i talked briefly last week about how their the big thing they were toting was um you know the play as anybody thing the whole like you know oh, all these characters are recruitable and there's no real main character as you go on through the main story like it becomes like blatantly obvious that the game lives and dies by that because it is cool in terms of, like, all the unique characters you can get with, like, these these smart abilities. But then it becomes obvious that, like, the characters have no agency in the story because of it. Like, yeah. there's sort of your your handler character, Sabine, and a few other ancillary characters around the edges that are really the ones pulling the strings. And you're just kind of along for the ride. Like, everybody's got, like, three really simplistic things to say about whatever's going on and so I've also like immediately no started to notice heft. yeah exactly like the, the characters you're playing as have no real involvement here they're just like we're hackers uh, and <laughs> it, it's hard to feel what kind of tone they're trying to strike Uh, because it's got that I would say zany... if they have that accent I would agree with you they all and uh, that's what I was going to get into too I've become blatant it's become blatantly obvious that there's a total of like ten voices in this game and they're just pitching them <laughs> up and down. And I've got like three guys on my team at this point who are almost the same guy, but just like, this one's the construction worker and this one's the graffiti artist. Uh and everybody's like, Hey, what's going on, bruv? Let's be Akas. And, and I kinda one pitch down, hey what's going on, bruv? Let's be Akas. Yeah, and I kind of don't care just because the side stuff is more fun. Like, the sandbox is more fun. Uh, The mission design yeah. never feels that inspired. It feels kind of dated in spots, but the world is really fun. And I just kind of like running around being like, I'm this guy whose whole shtick is he has a unique weapon that's a paintball gun. And I'm just going to, like, drive a car off a cliff and then shoot at the cops with a paintball gun. And yeah, that
3: that sounds very similar to something like um, old old uh, Grand Theft Auto or Crackdown or even infamous. Yeah, you just uh, uh, it's more like the the sandbox elements are more fun than the actual story.
1: One hundred percent. And there's been some of those recruitment missions I've had more fun with, particularly the recruitment missions I've fucked up, uh, because one of my favorite things to do in Watchdog is hack a nearby car and just make it drive forward erratically. Uh, so, uh, light story. I was doing a mission where I was supposed to save, uh, somebody's friend who had been kidnapped by Albion forces. And okay. I tried to distract guards by launching a car forward and the car I accidentally hit for it to turn right. And it just ran over the person I was supposed to save. <laughs> but, The uh, <laughs> watchdogs doesn't give you like real fail states, uh, for stuff like that. It's just like, well, you can't recruit that person now. Uh, so like it hits the person and your your AI assistant Bagley just kind of comes over to the thing, and he's like, that seems like the opposite of what they wanted you to do. And I just get like these. I've lost that recruitment moment. Is that, is that like forever lost? Uh, there's always a way to get people back, especially one of the abilities I unlocked on the tech tree is even people that are registered as not liking Dead and therefore you cannot immediately start a recruitment mission with them. I can sort of dig into their background. And basically find out, like, you, you can find out deeper information about them. So even people who are, you know, guards for Albion, the, the enemy force, like, I can find out, okay, this guy works for Albion, so he doesn't, like, dead sec. But actually, you know, his mother has these insane medical bills. So if I could find a way to, you know, uh, hack into the system and clear off his medical bills or, you know, something similar with a gambling debt, I might be able to sway him to come to our side. Ah, huh, okay. Interesting.
3: Yeah, so it's just like, even if something like that happens, there's just a lot more work to reopening those options?
1: Yeah, it's like, you might have to do an extra mission now to get back to where you were at with that person. But, I I mean, I'm already getting to the point where a lot of that content's starting to feel like the same stuff, reskinned and put in a different spot. And I still think, I mean, I just unlocked a character whose uh, entire job is their beekeeper plus And now I tell you this because their unique ability is they have a weapon that literally shoots bees. Like when this game's being stupid, it's at its best. Um, I I have a character whose profession is spy plus and their kit comes with the following. They have a silenced pistol. Um, They have a spy car that has rockets and cloaking. And they have a watch that can jam, uh, all enemy weapons in an area for 30 seconds. <laughs> that sounds fucking awesome. Like, a lot of it is finding the kits you like to play with, and naturally I play a lot of Old Lady Spy, which is the thing they showed off a lot in the trailer. Uh, a yeah. nice murder grandma. So I have, like, a 60-year-old woman whose background is she's retired assassin, uh so she just has like instant uh stealth melee kills and she walks around with like high powered rifles. It's all pretty great. Oh yeah. That's that sounds like
3: peak awesomeness right there. Like you don't yeah. want anything else in a video game but
1: that. A, a lot of what makes the story feel meh is kind of hamstrung by the stuff that makes the sandbox so good. And
4: it, the uh, other,
1: the only other options are like record an insurmountable amount of dialogue like it's just not feasible like I get it and it, it sucks that you can't really have the best of both worlds but I, I like a lot of that sandbox stuff
3: yeah, yeah like I always felt like that too even playing some of the other um the other sandboxy games like especially like Grand Theft Auto not, not to continually compare it um, to that game, but that's just one for me that I have a lot of. Grand Theft Auto 3 was a, one of those games that was pivotal for me growing up, and I always loved the sandbox elements, but I always felt like it was kind of brought down by like doing the story mission stuff, because it was like, I couldn't give a fuck less about this, um, to be yeah. honest with you. But then at the same time, if you don't have that there, then you kind of run into the issue that you were talking about back from time to time of like everything just kind of feeling like the same. You know, because like you're recruiting people and you're like, well, fuck these main missions. And then you're like, well, that's the best part. But then you realize if that's the best part and you're doing the best part over and over again, there's not much of a game there for you to really enjoy. You just get to enjoy that one best part for like the first four or five times. And then you're like, okay, well. There wasn't much there for me to enjoy, I guess, in the first place. And thats I I wouldn't say that's necessarily indicative of this game because obviously I've never played it or of all sandbox games. But like sometimes that has happened to me in a sandbox game where it doesn't have enough compelling stuff happening outside of the main story and you end up doing the one really fun thing over and over again until you're tired of it and then you realize you spent $60 on a game to enjoy one mission over and over again.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, but I, I feel like for right now, and I, I've put a quite a few hours into it at this point, like, the stuff that is fun is overshadowing the stuff that just feels boring to me, and uh, I guess, right, now, I mean, I've still got plenty of, to go with it, I'm gonna see it through to the end more than likely, but uh, I, I'm enjoying it for what it's, what it's worth. Cool, man, cool, I... I... <sighs>
3: I You know, I, I struggle so hard nowadays to spend $60 on Game the Game, which is not just Ubisoft. That's just any AAA game. I But always they, are, worry they about do that.
1: specialize in it.
3: They do. They're not the only ones, but they're one of those companies. And I always struggle with that, but I'm glad that... Because I know you bought that Impulse uh, as an Impulse buy. I'm glad you're enjoying it um for what it is, essentially. You're getting your money's worth, but... Yeah, uh when when is the review of that game going to go up?
1: Uh it very well might be up by the time this podcast is up, if not sometime later this week. Okay.
3: Well, look forward to that if you are on the fence about Watch Dogs, if you haven't picked it up yet, um check that out because Rich is a beautiful man and he writes beautiful words. I I try so my best. Say. So they say. Josh, have you been playing anything this week? Um Again, I don't have the list that Morgan has in f- front of me. Have you been playing anything this week?
2: I have. I have been playing uh, Superliminal, which is That's another right. game that we got a, a code for, uh, which is one that I've been waiting for for a long time. As soon as I saw like the first tech of that being shown off, um, because it is... Like, it's 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 such a cool idea for just the tech in a game um where reality is based on your perspective in the game um okay. i'm going to kind of okay. get it's they don't they didn't tell you this going into it so it's but it's it's the initial setup so I, it's not a huge spoiler um you are essentially lucid dreaming in a uh um essentially like a sleep study thing that they've been trying to can you know control and allow you to have lucid dreams to uh to work through stuff like in a lab setting um okay and anyway so you, you you're uh you're playing through these lucid dreams um where like the main mechanic being your perspective changing how things are for example like if you pick up a can of soda and hold it kind of you know you know the the kids in the hall sketch where uh, the guy goes i'm crushing your head i'm crushing your head just you know but the camera's oh, yeah, right yeah, yeah, through his yeah. fingers yeah. Yes. it's that sort of thing um but instead of crushing somebody's head it's like well if i hold this can up right here so it looks like way over on the far side of the room It's on top of this other thing, but it's, you know, now it's four feet tall. Well, as soon as you drop it and let it go there, it's now on the other side of the room and four feet tall. Um,
3: So it's kind of like perspective puzzling in a way. Mm Mm-hmm. That sounds freaking cool. And I actually, when you were just describing it, I had this like faint recall of you talking about being really excited for this game. So now I, now I have the context. Yeah, I I definitely remember. And it sounds really cool. Yeah. And, and again, because
2: it's dreams, that's, that's kind of the main mechanic is playing with perspective like that, but they, they do a lot of other different things with that because they're, well, they're dreams. So they can, they can get away with, you know, (sighs) rules changing a little bit here and there, but, but, but not really like it's, it's, it always operates on the same dream logic, but like, okay, how are, how are you going to do this thing now with, you know, a completely, um, like the, the, the thing it kind of reminds me of a lot, um, as far as like kind of how they get away with the dream logic type stuff. Um,
3: it kind of like, it sounds a little bit, not like,
2: not like anti-chamber was, is another okay. one I was, I was sorry. I was trying to get there. I'm like, We've talked about so many games in the last couple minutes. I'm like I'm completely blanking now because of everything else. But Antichamber yeah, yeah, was was another that. one where, um, they have physically impossible spaces. Um, yeah, and you have to that one's that one's less the, the perspective thing's not a thing in that one. That but but as far as the whole dream logic of the locations you're in, sort of a thing. Yeah, that one's that one. The whole point is the dream logic of the locations. Like you have to learn how to hold a completely impossible space in your head to navigate it is the kind of the point of that one. Um, and I'm getting a lot yeah, of similar that, vibes. As well, as, I was going
3: to say that that kind of reminds me like you're talking about having to rewire how you look at a game uh, perspective wise. It kind of reminds me of Fez a little bit in terms of mm-hmm. just having to rewire your, your brain from what is normally how you play a game to solve certain puzzles. It kind of reminds me of that mind shift so to speak Yeah That sounds really cool. How far are you into the game or did you already finish it?
2: I finished it. It was one that I um sat down and played and I was just so in love with it. I sat down I I played it for hours until I finished it. It was damn. Oh, that's cool. That's a yeah. pleasant
0: surprise. Dream Logic. Is there any spinning tops in there? Um, oh, um no. <laughs> They do play with the whole idea of dreams within
1: dreams thing. Um, I never sleep on planes because I don't want to get incepted.
2: Exactly, exactly. You gotta gotta watch out for that these days.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry I missed the conversation that when I take care of family crisis. But that game sounded. I was excited we got that code for you ahead of time. Um, oh, a family suddenly. crisis!
1: I thought you said you had to take care of a dino crisis, which sounds way cooler. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Man.
0: The day if I need you guys to take then care of it. Then you played
1: it and you were like, eh, it's fine. It's like, eh. Hey.
0: <laughs> Dino Crisis. Please, Capcom, bring it back.
1: We want a new Dino Crisis.
2: Yeah. But uh, yeah, it is It is really, really good. And I've, I don't know. I've always been a fan of the, the games that i mean the the whole point of this one is to kind of change your perspective on stuff, but I've always been a fan of games that kind of force you to do that in the first place that's why I've always loved Antichamber, love portal just different different ways to you know to force you to rethink things um and this is this is up there with that um kind of the yeah kind of belongs in that pantheon of, you know, the puzzle games that make you rethink things, stuff like the Talos Principle <laughs> and, and whatnot. Which... Is
4: it
0: mm, I almost said Fez, but I didn't know if I meant well, Yeah, yeah,
2: no. You know, no, no charity brought that
1: up. Yeah. Oh, he Shea did. Was, okay, already, yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Oddly enough, I another game that I played this week has some Fez elements as well as far as but that one's more in like kind of the puzzle structure. Um but I'll get to that when I get to it, but um how long is the game? It was five hours? Yeah, five hours. Okay. Um And it's got hidden stuff in the levels that I basically immediately wanted to go back through and look for because I found, like, maybe a quarter of them on my first time through. Um, okay. Like it, Oh, you it,
3: so you played it more than one time?
2: Well, no, no, like, I... I I've not I've not gone back to find all those things, but I it's one of those Mm -hmm. things I really want to go back and find because a lot of them are just kind of exploring these worlds more. uh, Okay. more closely, trying to trying to find stuff like that.
0: Um, I don't know if you mentioned this, Josh, but did you is this the first time Superliminal has been released or did you have you already? Yes, yes, this is okay. Brand new brand new game. So what? How were you? What made you? Because I know this is a code that you were wanted to look into, and I was like, I, and I had saw it, so I wanted to pick it up for you. How did you become aware? And again, if you mentioned this, I apologize. How did you become aware of the game itself? Or
4: um, the creator I remember or
2: seeing. I don't remember if it was at a conference or where it was, but one of the first initial tech, like, demo trailer things for it. Like this is how the game works, where they were uh-huh. showing, like, okay, you. Pick up this item, and it's it looks like every other first person game where you pick up an item, hit E, and set it down, just like a, you know, like Half Life or whatever
0: else. Like a physics based thing, yeah, like yeah. a
2: physics based thing. But how that item actually interacted with the world was based on your perspective. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so you could change the size of it, like, um, and that initial initial like I don't know. Like one one room clip. Like what, what do you do in this game was one of those things I'm like okay, need to I, I needed yeah I I need to see what else they do with this idea. And they do really, really cool things with it. Um again, it's it's set in dreams. Um and so they don't just play with the you know the the one mechanic, but they kind of play with that idea as well. Um the
0: you know, there's there's when you say set in dreams, that means they can kind of do whatever they want with the aesthetic, so to speak, as far as like fantasy goes. Um, ish,
2: ish. Um, I I don't really want to spoil too much of it, but like, okay, I mentioned before, you're you're going in to this, you know, sleep clinic where they they can control lucid dreams for like therapeutic reasons, um, oh. and so you're you're going in there to. Uh, to lucid dream and try to do stuff. and I, I, I don't want to. That's like a dream anything.
0: of mine. I've always wanted that, but like for sexual dreams, but
2: yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So a lot, it, a lot of it, a lot of it is kind
2: of set around, you know, what you were thinking about going into.
0: Yeah. You know? Oh, that's thing. cool. Um, oh, so like what you were thinking about in your life going into the, the place. Is there like a story outside of that? Like, um, not in between the are given
2: rooms? like you, I mean, you get hints of it as far as like what you were, you know why you were there in the yeah. first place but there's you don't actually experience anything that's outside of the the dreams as far as like you know flashbacks to you know your family life and why you're there and stuff like they 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 all kind of keep it in like in universe there like the single experience the
1: thing. only context you're given is the actual dreams yeah yes yeah you can kind of speculate based off what you're seeing but that's about it mhm
0: so, yeah, that'd be cool if they if they were able to, if they ever did a sequel or whatever, like, to string together. Like, I like the idea of, like, um, almost like they did in Catherine, where, like, what was happening in Vincent's life in between affected the puzzle rooms. Like, it'd be cool if there was, like, an outer narrative and everything you were going through, like, really affected those dreams that you were in, like, from an aesthetical context. Um, aesthetical? That's probably a made-up word, I'm imagining. It
1: sure am. It is, but I was going to let it slide.
0: <laughs> Uh aesthetical, thank you. But yeah. yeah, that sounds that sounds interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Really cool. solid, good, good good time. Good That's time. what happened to me with the suicide of Rachel Foster. I was like, eh, I don't even know about this game, and then I sat down for like four or five hours it's a, it's a good feeling when you like just can't put something down, you know? Yeah. It's, it's always good. nice.
1: Always nice. We call Feels it the good. the dead man switch effect.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Yeah, this one this one was a fun one because again what that means. like the the thing that hooked me about it was it's just a very dark joke. Just just seeing, you know. Perspective. The the crazy perspective thing, it's one that I sat down and I played start to finish and as my family walked by and they're like, "What the fuck just happened?" What I just he just and basically they all ended up you know, sitting down and watching the thing at some point after wandering yeah. by in, including including the 5-year-old. He's like, hold on now, that's not how that's not how things work. I I I've done, I've done things before, and that's not things. That's not how the things work. Color me
0: intrigued. Mm-hmm. Truth be told, the five-year-old solved most of the puzzles for you, but that's um, true, very wasn't true. Supposed to tell anybody that. <laughs> yeah, perspective is interesting in games. As sort of a final note, there, I think like it's some of the most memorable things. Even in stuff like VR, like with AstroBot or like in Fez, like the way games have used perspective in such interesting ways, like it, it's very memorable. It's like one of the few things that would really stick with you. Um, the, as, as you know, is trying to find these new and interesting hooks to keep us interested. Cause so many things have been done before and perspective is a really fascinating way to, to do that. I'm always curious to see how What's they... your
1: perspective on perspective.
0: <laughs> I'm pro perspective, rich. I'm pro wow. perspective.
1: Why would you say something so controversial yet? So brave.
0: I know. I know it's a, it's a hard stance on perspective. Uh, the world could use a little more perspective right now. I mean, wow! What a vague blanket statement. <laughs> Expand on that. Gas station philosophy. What a good politician we go. have here. <laughs> we could mm-hmm. all use a little more. All no, right, super. So, what did I miss? So, you guys did superliminal. Um, we did amnesia. Dogs. We did Watch Dogs. And, oh, we did cool. Okay, just the little bit everything. of Ikenfell. It did a little Iken. Little you did a little Iken. A little sicken,
3: um, a little ickin', a little, a stickin'. little, stickin',
0: still little sticky still sticky icky. how we sticky icky. Ooh, I love a sticky icky. Uh, let's see. Did you do
2: disc room? Not yet. No. Nope. Which is, I meant I already mentioned the fez stuff in there. Um, yeah. I love how Josh. You Briefly. had the most
0: beautiful segue to disc room, but you still pulled back. You were like, "We'll talk." Well, about I, that yeah, later. I had more so. I wanted to get to, but
2: um, <laughs> yeah, disc room. I don't. You've. I'm not gonna assume you've seen trailers, but Disc Room is kinda it's what Tron, it right? sounds like it would be. It's you're basically all the spinning, you know, saw blades of death that have been in all video games for all time. Uh-huh. Are just this game. You're you're in that a room. Great. There are discs that are spinning around, bouncing around, trying to kill you, and you try to not let them. That's that's that is the game. So it's um, wind jammers. I mean, kind of the opposite, but yes, yes. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's very very straightforward. Um, you know, kind of arcadey, just of uh, you know, kind of like bullet hell. Avoid avoid all the things. Discount. Um, but within that, um, there are the progression is not just. You're in a level, you're, you know, one to the next one. Like, oh, I, I survived this long enough, I can move on to the next one. There is different progression to, you're kind of on a, like, a grid-based map with all the different rooms interconnected. With different ways to unlock each room you go by. um, Like, different requirements. Like, uh, okay, for this one, you need to have survived for at least ten seconds in the last eight rooms or something. um. And for this one, you need to have gotten killed by 15 different blades because they all kind of act a little bit differently, Um, 15 different discs. Um, And some of them, I'm, I'm not sure yet. Some of them seem like they might not be possible to unlock if you go through the levels in a certain order. Like you need to make sure you don't unlock certain rooms that would lock okay. you out of other things. It's, it's, a, it's a very meta way to go through um, to unlock yeah, the different right rooms. Um, hmm. And, you know, kind of use... You, you find these abilities that will change up your, your movement a little bit, generally. Stuff like, okay, I, I can dash now, or I can absorb a, a saw blade in this room. Um, or I can mirror my way across. To uh whatever would be like the mirror image of where I am right now in the room, uh to like just okay. teleport there, um which. A, gives you more, options as far as, like just playing the game, but also. Allow you to, accomplish a lot of these objectives to unlock new rooms, um, you like because you'll get some of them, um that just. They seem impossible. Like, how am I supposed to possibly unlock this thing? Like, there's, uh I'll, I'll kind of, I'll ruin one, but not the, 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 the spoiler for how to do it. There is a room that only has two discs in it. And one of the mm. ways you unlock the room coming out of it is to die when there are at least four discs in the room. Hmm. And you have to figure out how to do this. Like, how, how do you accomplish this? How is that, how is that even a possibility? Um, yeah. And so there are a ton of puzzles like that that, again, aren't strictly necessary. You can you can get through the main, you know, roll credits stuff, like just play the rooms, just basically by, you know, avoiding stuff and surviving long enough, um, killing all the bosses. Uh, but there's so, so much more to explore once you've done that to try to unlock everything, uh, to try to, you know, explore this place a lot more. Cause it's, it's, it's set in this like alien structure that just showed up in orbit around Jupiter and no one knows what's going on. So you go in there and end up, you know, going through all these rooms. Where the discs are killing you over and over again, but you keep your memories. It's, even they find an die. alien
0: structure that's just discs shooting yes, all over. yeah, the
2: place. it kills you over and over again, but you keep your memories as you go through it. It's kind of like it narratively. So you are Day, dying <laughs> every time you die in there. Groundhog's
0: uh, Day of Bill Murray was um, yeah, but, but you die him. brutally yeah. every time. Um I'm cool with that idea.
2: Yeah, it and it's yeah, like that's another one, that, like. Yeah, I I want to go through and unlock everything because that style of puzzle, like, you can clearly see that there's something weird there. Like how how would you how how are you gonna go about solving it? Um, but again, it's it's optional. You don't don't need to. You can just just play the game where you avoid the stuff if you really want to, and it's really solid on that level as well. I mean, if it if it weren't, it wouldn't be it it wouldn't
0: work. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I heard of Discroom. That's another one that I was not super familiar with, but looks interesting. Where did you hear about Discroom? Um,
2: I think it was in one of the Nintendo indie showcases earlier. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that's where I first heard of it. I I may have heard about it before then, but I'm I I think that was the first time I heard about it.
0: But you're playing it on? I'm
2: I'm playing the the Steam version.
0: The Steam okay. That is weird to hear about a game from a Nintendo indie event, but then go get it on your Steam account. God, there's nothing wrong with that. You're giving them money, but it's just funny if you think about it. Like the indies also just go get on Steam. They've done that a lot. Like
2: they've done. Nintendo's done a really good job pushing all the indie games that are on their platform. Um, A lot of them have only been on PC and Switch, which is another
0: big get for them. Yeah, yeah. Certain games do well, like you know. Uh, Hades is doing real well on PC. A lot of games, like like you said, I wonder how many games if they have statistics like those developers, are like you know, just being in the Nintendo showcase for their Indies actually increased the PC sales by like Increased 40%. their numbers across the board. I'm yeah. sure, yeah, yeah, it's got to yeah. be good for them just in
2: general. Because I know I've gotten a few games after seeing them there, not on the Switch. I've gotten a few on the Switch as well, but you know, it just kind of depends on which one I'm feeling for a particular game. So, yeah.
1: Cool. I mean, you're more of a cloud gamer, Josh, right? <laughs>
0: uh, that's I'm more of a squall gamer myself. So. <laughs> we knew it was coming. It was- Boo! The <laughs> joke was bad, and you should feel bad. Let's see, disc room, superliminal. We did some Assassin's Creed talk. More of a Zidane gamer. <laughs> I knew. See, yeah, You c- couldn't help yourself. <laughs> No, let me get my Final Fantasy 9 love in.
1: Shay, you know where to put the laugh track on that one, right? Okay. Okay. I don't
2: know. I I always thought was more of a Vaughn gamer.
1: Ah, no one is. No one is. Oh, yeah. Like, no, that one deserves a laugh track just because the idea is so
0: ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Hey, they. it's not that ridiculous. (laughs) It's pretty absurd. He sucks really bad. I never made that 23-hour YouTube documentary convincing you that Vaughn is okay.
1: I wouldn't watch fucking, I wouldn't watch a trailer for <laughs> it would, that. It would
0: take 23 hours to convince him he's okay. That, that's
2: yeah. That's the best part about that. <laughs> yeah,
4: I
0: I'm, I'm not going to aim higher first. than okay. You have to watch the whole thing for extra life, otherwise the kids won't get any donations.
1: That's pr- so. I'm going to shut up. <laughs>
0: Um, okay, yeah, so I guess those kids that's... are
1: shit out of luck those kids would be mad at you they'd be like why would you make this video now no one's gonna help us <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: they'd be like oh I relate to Vaughn he wants to be a sky pirate I just want to do that too
1: um, no, don't one, no one relates to and Vaughn and I want
2: working bones
1: the only people who <laughs> relate to Vaughn are people who like heavy like metallic vests and have no nipples
0: so, so that's oddly so specific 1990s <laughs> Batman <laughs> That's his whole thing? <laughs> he's Ooh, like, I Vaughn, live in the got, desert, I'm gonna go... He's, he's got great hair. For all you know, Vaughn has a great cock, too. Who knows? The weird pig man raised me. <laughs> I bet Vaughn takes oh, a oh, shit
3: no. with the best of them. Like, he's the best at shitting. That hmm. shit just slides right he
1: out shit of him. All, He
0: shit all over a Final Fantasy game. Oh, man. <laughs> I, now I'm just, I, all these ideas are churning in my head now,
4: Rich. Oh. Honestly, I
0: unexpectedly cued that one up. I'm sorry, Morgan. I wasn't expecting that. I'm going to go find the Vaughn voice actor and get him on the podcast. <laughs> and we're going to get applause right there. He's just going to be like, yeah, I hated Vaughn too. No! No! We're going to become Look, best I'm, friends. I'm 100% with you, like you know, Rich. He was not in, originally intended to be the protagonist but i hope get i here? felt like they did a good job by me i think Thanks a lot you know, Josh. if you're going
3: if you're going to look for the the voice actor of Vaughn, i think what sh- you should actually do is get the voice actor to send a very menacing voice or oh. a video uh, message no, to more or, or to down. rich and say hey i'm sorry you got that fucking ticket the other day you piece of shit
0: and then <laughs> oh, that's why it. Would you? sorry your dog's dead asshole <laughs> These are not these are not terrible ideas, you know.
2: Oh my goodness!
0: Yeah, these are not terrible ideas. Well, um, I think we hit all the bre- the games, so we can take a short break, and then we can get the polls, and we'll get polls and last Ronin. Polls and the- oh, Shay's really. <laughs> I love. What if I want to go read the last Ronin and chime in on this with Super Ninja? <laughs> so go read it, Ninja Turtle. Well, I didn't even know this was a thing. We'll get to until hear about it. five minutes ago. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about. Okay, it when fine. We get back. What is up, Chomp Nation? This is Morgan here, also known as General Mountain Time. And look, I want to tell you today about our Patreon. That's right, Chomp Nation is growing every day. And if you enjoy what we do, whether it's the Chomp Cast, our social media, our YouTube channel, Twitter anything we're doing out there you can support us and for just a couple bucks you can help keep us alive and honestly our patrons have basically become family and i want to go over a couple of the cool tiers we have if you want to support us and if you don't that's fine too we're just happy that you download and check out the podcast um Our biggest and most popular tier we have is just $5. Five bucks, you get access to early spoiler casts. That's right, Chomping After Dark. You get those several weeks early. You get access to our top secret VIP Instagram page. That's right, on the podcast, you might hear me say, hey, do you want to be a VIP member of the Chomp cast? And you say, I sure do, I sure do. Well, guess what? Boom, that $5 tier makes you a VIP member. get access to this secret Instagram page that has top secret videos and pictures and polls that only VIP members get. And those polls and those feedback questions that we get, if it's a question of the week, for example, are read on the show, we make you a part of what we do. Um, so go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. You can look for our $5 tier, which is probably our most popular, and then from there it escalates we have a $10 tier, a $20 tier for Skypes. There's a lot of great things. Just head on over to patreon.com slash swordchomp. Check it out, and if you want to support us, it would mean the world to me, Rich, Josh, and Shay, and everyone else out there in Chomp Nation. So next time, General Mountain Time salutes you. Like Ninja Turtles as much as the next guy.
1: I don't think you do because you didn't even know about this comic.
0: Yeah. I didn't. I don't know how much the next guy likes Ninja Turtles, to be fair. A lot. I didn't mean, I it's it was very random here in Shay just be like, Yeah, I bought the Ninja Turtles comic. I'm like, what the fuck? This makes no sense. It's fucking dope. I bet you don't even know who the last Ronin is. Leonardo. Wrong. DaVinci. Wrong. Ron Howard. It's Casey Jones, Morgan. No.
1: Casey Jones? No, it's not Casey Jones. Shay, you're
0: wrong. It's not Casey Jones. He knows who it is. (laughs) Who is it, Shay? It's Casey Jones. It's not, though. Oh, shit, Rich. He said you're wrong. No, he's fucking with you. That is true. I am fucking with Morgan. Do you really it's want me Leonardo, to tell you who it is? It's isn't it? Raphael? Who is it? No. Well, I would imagine it's Leonardo, but go ahead. It's not. Bro.
3: Do you really want... you 100%. Like, I want... Yes, I want you to spoil it for me. Is it a
0: surprise? Is it supposed to be a surprise? I'm confused. Well, they kept well, it un-
1: under wraps until issue one.
0: Yeah.
3: So yes, oh. it's supposed
0: to be a surprise.
3: Do you want it spoiled? Yes or no?
0: It yeah, was I fairly. Uh, after- it's,
3: An- it's Michelangelo.
0: Oh, he's the worst Ninja Turtle. Oh my God, no.
1: you have terrible
0: opinions and should
1: not be allowed to like Ninja Turtles. You like the
0: party Ninja Turtle? Yeah, yeah. Everyone This conversation does. has already started. Josh will be back eventually. We've, we've already started fighting. He's going to agree movie. with us. Well, I, I don't. There's nothing wrong with liking Michelangelo if you do. I'm not going. Well, that's true. Donatello <laughs> is probably the worst Ninja Turtle. I'm sorry. Disagree. You're right. Leonardo Donatello is the worst, the worst Ninja Turtle. <laughs> definitely the worst. Uh, although, although Leonardo... Do you guys annoying. hear the...
3: Do you guys hear the new System of a Down songs yet?
1: The System of a Down is making new songs? Is that They real? made
3: two new songs because um, uh, their home country, Armenia, was invaded um, and they're going to war. Um, all seriousness, no jokes aside. So they made two new songs. One of them was like the slow... Nice, meaty riff song, and the other one was the other one had blast beats, which I was in like amazed by because I've never heard the drummer from system of a Down do blast beats
0: can you elaborate on blast beats? This is all podcast conversation anyway, so no wait, no, we're starting to go into the uh the I'm curious, so the last Ronin um show oh, this is we're more legitimately we're, we're legitimately getting into it. Yeah, no, I was I was being serious. Yeah. Um, Oh,
3: I thought we were still on break. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to just come in there randomly with that. (laughs) Well,
0: we started to have a good talk, so I'm like, you might as well leave it. And I don't. And Josh will jump in, but I don't think he knows or cares about Ninja Turtles. I don't think he does either. Then I'll bite the bullet on that one. Um, I was just surprised that you cared about Ninja Turtles, Shay. You were like, I was like, what? Shay cares about Ninja Turtles? I used to
4: really,
3: really like them as a child. Um, I used to like have Ninja Turtles trading cards, not trading cards, uh, playing cards and like the action figures and stuff. I I used to watch that show religiously when I was a kid, and I obviously loved the live-action movies, all three of them, whether or not they're good or not, and they hold up now or not. I still really loved them as a kid. And then um, when Michael Bay did his versions, I wasn't really into it. The and the one of the newer cartoons is actually pretty decently good and it's well voice acted, if I remember correctly. It has did it have Elijah Wood? I can't remember. It had some very famous voice actors in it. Uh Sean Aston, I think, was in it. Doesn't matter. Anyways. Um I, I yeah, I really liked it. They actually I don't know if you guys know this, they had a live action TV show spin off where there was a fifth Ninja Turtle and it was a yeah. girl. Yeah, Venus de Milo. She had a light blue bandana. And it was not a good show, but I enjoyed it as a kid.
1: Yeah, that was Saban's uh, Ninja Turtles.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I watched that as well. So um, I can't remember who first told me about it, but I remember reading that The Last Ronin was this new comic about their the other three Ninja Turtles being dead, and it was set surviving. in my
1: future, yeah.
3: It's set in this dy- dystopian future, very similar to The Fifth Element. And basically, the whole mission is it was going to be a limited uh, series comic. And basically, the whole mission is for him, this one turtle to get revenge. And this um, uh,
1: old man Logan style story. Yes. Um, Which, uh, Shay, I guess you and I have both read the first issue at this point. Uh, very interesting setup because. Uh, It's hard to talk about this without getting spoilery, I guess, about who has killed the other three turtles and, like, the state of the world.
3: Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I think we can, if,
1: I think we can just
3: spoil the first issue. If anybody wants to skip past this because they want to read it for themselves, I mean, comics Hmm. are fairly short. So unless we talk about spoilers, there isn't going to be much to talk about here. I really, one thing I do want to mention before we jump into spoilers though is I really like the art in this because it really depicts how old the remaining turtle is. Like it, he has wrinkle, like smile wrinkles and all the forehead wrinkles and stuff. It really looks like an old turtle. And that's because it is taking place so far in the future. Right. And I, yeah. I love that they depicted that so well.
1: He is a weathered, um, a weathered turtle.
3: Yeah, he's been through he's been
1: through some shit, you
3: know? Um he has. And uh obviously there are there are a few major spoilers here. I, I like that basically he's fighting a bunch of cyborgs at this point. He's not Cyborg fighting Cyborg Foot Clan. He's not really fighting humans anymore. Uh because it's taken so place so far in the future. And it's interesting because obviously we grew up with these these characters and they were So much ingrained that they were fighting... It it was like just our world. Just a slightly adjacent alternate world to ours. Or slightly alternate universe. But it's so far in the future... A
1: daredevil spoof
3: world. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But now it's so far in the future that the turtle remaining feels so out of place. And I like that a lot because... It, they, they kind of play around with that here and there, especially with the dialogue and how the comic works is basically the remaining turtle as he's going through trying to reach the tower to exact revenge is talking to his three dead brothers inside his own mind. So a lot of the dialogue from the remaining turtle comes to him talking with um, the the imagined brothers inside of his own brain. And so you're still getting some access to those three remaining turtles, but they play around with that in the terms of like the dialogue talks about how out of place this remaining turtle is in this world now and all the things that this turtle is trying to do to reach the tower, like break into this police vehicle and drive it. He crashes the police vehicle within the first 10 seconds and they're like you can't even drive a vehicle for 10 seconds without crashing it and he's like you're right i'll just stick to what i do what i know best and um even though he's an, a character that's out of place in this world he's still able to navigate he just has to adapt and overcome which is uh is a really cool element to kind of play with you know the turtles have always what, whatever you've watched or played they've always been in their element and this one turtle remaining he's very vastly out of his element and i i I find that really, really compelling. Ew. Like you were saying, Rich, it's the Logan story.
1: Yeah, it, it's old man Logan by way of the, the Ninja Turtles. And I yeah. mean, this, this first issue is a lot of setup um, in terms of, uh, I mean, we've already said at this point, like, we're, we're going to get into light spoilers here, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just go for it.
4: Just go, spoil uh, whatever you want to
3: spoil. So I just it, wanted it, to it, make sure yeah, that, like, it, we, we have, we localize it to one area.
1: Yeah, of course. Okay. So it's revealed pretty early on um once our our surviving turtle um has an interaction with a, a obviously now older April O'Neil um that she recognizes immediately that this turtle is Michelangelo. Um uh Mikey Mikey is the the last ronin fighting to avenge his brothers uh who were killed by the Foot um who again we're we're going far flung future here no longer led by Shredder. But uh his grandson is the the current leader of the Foot Clan.
0: Is he dressed like Shredder
1: at all? Is he like yes.
0: Shredder Junior? He
1: well, yeah, he's got he's got a little Shredder Junior going on. I mean, he's still the leader of these fucking cyborg teenage ninjas. He's 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 the bombastic, over the top villain where he's like, I get others to
3: do my bidding. I never do the fighting because why would I yeah. soil my dirtied hands? And there's yeah. there's some there's some stuff that's also hinted at as well because. One of the last panels that you see outside of the big reveal is him talking to his encased, presumably cryogenically preserved mother who looks very young, actually looks about his age, if not younger. So obviously there's going to be Shredder's daughter. Shredder's
1: daughter?
0: Yes. So there will be some stuff. To have a
1: grandchild, you have to have children
0: first. Oh, okay um that's so cool. there's yeah. like a whole shredder lineage who would have known who would have had a baby with this Shredders,
1: is a bit is well question. that that character has been established before um
0: i think fig- i figure
1: Turtles like i, I and... got
3: the distinct impression that um that daughter has had some play somewhere in the comics before that i just obviously i'm not caught up with the comics or anything like that so I yeah i i don't think yeah. that's
1: going to be a huge necessity here um but again also the the idea of like you had mentioned Shay I think they they make it clear in his character early on he has no interest in doing the dirty work himself which is interesting cuz that's very much not who Shredder was uh in terms of, like he has no interest in fighting Mikey he's he's trash to be taken out in his eyes Yeah 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 it's very it's very
3: like same to the Shredder villain without the Awesome masker, low crazy voice that is like from the films, but um, yeah, it definitely has the same vibe, like the same type of villain, like egocentric. I want the ultimate power. Uh, I get others to do my bidding, kind of villain. But where Shredder didn't have this, it seems like this villain has some kind of familial issues slash ties that is going to cause some kind of like psychological trauma or issues as he's preserved his is very much pre- the, the, the Kylo Ren to shredders mother? Vader. Yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And one thing I, I really like about the comic is like they're, I think this is kind of one of the things that was so awesome about Ninja turtles um, is that the protagonist and the antagonist feel so opposingly different. And I think that's kind of the case here. Where, the obviously the main villain I I can't remember his name right now, for the last I Ronan, don't even
1: remember it offhand. Yeah, yeah,
3: just villain the villain. But um, he he's getting other people to do his bidding. He doesn't want to do any dirty work. He, you know, he's obviously very selfish, self-centered, uh, kind of th- character. Whereas Mikey, he's doing everything on his own. He's adapting. Like he's using his brother's weapons, um, and he's not. He's like not afraid to die or get injured but there's one parallel there's one common factor that they kind of play into at the end and it's both the the protagonist mikey and the antagonist shredder's grandson are very much tied with their families and i'm wondering if there's going to be some parallelism there in the future comics because they both are so centered around their own families um that i would imagine they'd play around with that but yeah it's it was really entertaining comment. Uh, comic. I liked seeing that it got dark really quickly. With um, towards the end, Mikey almost uh kills himself because he's injured and he doesn't think that he can um achieve his mission. And I, I like that they were taking uh the turtles that were very uh much geared towards children and whimsical, and they were taking it to a pretty dark place. I'm really excited well, to see. T- to be, to be fair, to
1: this is more of a callback to the original comics, which were incredibly dark and not geared That's towards true. children.
3: That's true. Now, actually, I have one other question for you, Rich, because I don't know. I know a few years back, um, there. I think it was about four years ago now, that it was a big deal because with the TMNT comics, that they had killed off Donatello. Is there going to be tie-in with that, or is this? Kind I of don't. Like I don't
1: know. Uh, I feel like this feels more adjacent to me because uh, this is very much implying to me that the other three brothers were killed in the same event. Um.
3: Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're
1: right. Yeah. You're this, right. I forgot about y- that. Yeah, this feels more of like an adjacent outside of that story. I, I don't think it has any significant ties to that run on the turtles. Uh, okay. but I mean, granted, the, the turtles uh are are very famous for killing people off sporadically. Uh, famously, the original run on TMNT, Shredder is killed in the first issue because they did not think they were going to get an issue too.
3: I didn't actually know that. Interesting. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm really excited to for more of the issues to come out. Like, I I had seen some people were talking about it on Twitter two nights ago, and I've been. Like casually waiting for this to come out I wasn't really keeping too much track of it And then I saw that spoiler casts were going up I was like oh shit I need need to read this And immediately bought it for my Kindle Had it sent to my Kindle And uh, read half of it that night And read the other half on the train the next morning I couldn't remember the last time I was excited for a comic So yeah I'm really enjoying this one so far It's a goodie
0: for sure Yeah Cool Yeah. Alright well uh There you go. The last Ronin for our Ninja Turtle fans. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Let's see what we can do here. Let's look at some polls. That's right. That's right.
3: Josh has returned
0: to us just in time. Who would have thought? Josh, you can go if you want. There's never been a better time, Josh. Um, no, Josh. Josh wants to know this because I found out that our audience is, according to this poll, thirty sixty-eight, sixty-eight percent of our audience thinks that the skinnier pyramid head from Silent Hill is scarier. Is Presbyterian. <laughs> I had this girl message me that she was so uh, like thought the buff pyramid was so funny and interesting because he is. Um, she called him a, hold on, this is incredible. I have to get this pulled up. Oh. Give, sex give me a icon. <laughs> sex. Yeah, the, this new sex
3: symbol. I mean, Buffed. you put a, you put a bag over his head and you hope that his dick isn't a pyramid head
1: and you're good to go.
0: Wait, why do you need a bag over his head if he already has the pyramid cage on his head? Because
1: I hate pyramids. They don't, I mean, <laughs> I, can't get a, I can't get aroused when I'm looking at a pyramid. <laughs> Didn't you learn anything from Reno in Final Fantasy
0: 7 about pyramids? Yeah, that's true. They're dangerous. She called him a himbo, which I guess is what it's a new slang for a male uh, bimbo. I'm so
2: proud of Morgan. He just heard himbo.
0: Aww. I've never heard himbo before. i
2: you. Yeah. Him-
3: <laughs> Actually, I've never uh, heard of it either. So. I mean, I, 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 no, I'm
2: giving you shit. So. It's, it's. I don't know.
0: Newish, new slang. You're
2: oldish bimbo yeah this year is male bimbo i mean it's been around before but it, like it didn't Mumbo really have a slutty this cousin year.
4: yeah
0: our audience will be is gonna learn probably a lot of people will be like oh what's a himbo a himbo a man who is generally stupid but tries hard to be a respectful man usually very attractive so you know exactly like a bimbo but a male it's not complicated so <laughs> Thank, thank um, you. But, thank you. Actually, I didn't know that.
3: I'm trying to stay hip with the kids, so thank you.
4: Yeah, you're How do you do, fellow kids? kids? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Look this, at that himbo. We're going to be those is, guys. Is, like, we're already those guys, but we're going to even more so be those uh-huh. guys.
0: The The example they give is hilarious. Um, do you support women's suffrage? No, because women shouldn't suffer. You're such a himbo. There uh-huh. you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's trying so he's so he's it's very like a much white knight kind of a thing i guess oh. it's um. uh, he's ah uh, it's an ah uh, he's trying the secondary mm-hmm. definition makes more of the um the attractive connotation generally a large, broad, tall, buff, or attractive man who tends to not be very bright, but usually extremely nice and respectful. I don't necessarily think that himbo could apply to pyramid head. I don't really see it being nice and respectful. Um, oh, <laughs> so you're me? making
1: speculations based on watching him try and kill a handful of
0: people? <laughs> 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 I know. I you're right. You're right. I need a maybe broader nine sample times out of 10 10 he n- asks yeah. those people before he kills Hashtag
1: them. not all pyramid heads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what he carries a giant sword around and murders well that, a bunch of people. And, and, and think
3: and about <laughs> the
2: protagonists in the Silent Hill games. They're not the best people.
0: Hey, typically hey, no. Troy Baker is one of them. How dare you? No he comment. He actually did the voices in the remaster of Silent Hill too. But no, are they not <laughs> the best people? Usually, is that the deal with them? They're all dealing with some sort of like personal crisis. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. <sighs>
1: in fact, in, I miss Silent in, Hill. In, the one on the Wii, you're just a prisoner you're a literal convict oh i remember that yeah i was like
0: what the fuck yeah
1: that was yeah that was so shocking was it a good game though i remember not having i don't remember i remember not having the reaction you're having to it
0: not very memorable um no i just remember like thinking like i don't know i the to me the idea of like in any medium
1: being like your character's a convict i I feel like you were shocked and i was like that's not what an inspired idea
0: (laughs) I wasn't, sh- no, I wasn't shocked that he was a convict. I was sort of shocked that they, a lot of those spinoffs in Silent Hill felt like they were just really getting weird. Like, oh, now he's a prisoner, and this person is, like, the the one on the Wii that was kind of weird. And, like, there was, and then there was one on the PSP, I believe, as well. There was just all, like, Probably. there's the primary Silent Hill games that most people remember, 1 through 4 or whatever. And then, of course, PT. But um, there's all those spin off Silent uh, Hill games that people promotion And there's trailer. Downpour. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I think, it's a weird franchise. I think
0: Downpour was the one where you're a convict. But does, I was just, maybe they imbued that convict with some personal turmoil and an interesting person. Yeah,
1: like he's, yeah, parole's coming up.
0: Well, you know, that would be interesting to play a game where you're rooting for Pyramid Head to kill you because you're such and an he asshole. just wants
1: some beers with the
2: boys on the <laughs> roof to feel like a real man with the sun on his face. Wait, <laughs> that was do- actually a really
1: great reading. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, you were doing a pretty good job there.
0: I don't know why there's a Silent Hill game where you play as the Pyramid Head. I think that would be a nice twist on things.
1: That would be Bioshock 2, but Silent Hill. It was a Silent Hill game where you play as Andy Dufresne. What about oh, Silent
3: Hill, but that. you play as Andy Kaufman?
1: Eh, that's for somebody, but it's not for me.
0: Uh, <laughs> 75% of our audience said they can still be friends with somebody who votes for... The other guy, because this poll day went up on election day. Right? Voldemort? seven. <laughs> I mean, we can't say his yeah, name, so it must be. Trump is one thing, but Voldemort. Yeah, the other Well, I mean, because if you're a Trump supporter, then the other guy would be Biden. If you're a Biden supporter, then the other guy would be Trump. So I was just, I was just wondering, and 75% of our audience uh, said, sure, they could still be That's friends actually... with someone. That's actually not true. Like, if
3: you vote for Biden, the other guy would probably be Kanye West, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In my opinion,
0: could you be friends with someone that voted for Kanye West?
1: Let's give it a few more days and see how this. I would happens. just call him a himbo <laughs> if he voted for Kanye. Oh, you himbo!
3: No, George Are you George, guys? That's right. You
0: guys walk. still
1: subscribe that, to the idea that Nevada actually Kanye West actually won Nevada, and they're just <laughs> trying to come up with a way to break it to us. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye would come out with a song called "Jesus Walks Too."
0: <laughs> dude Shay, you didn't tell me that Kanye had a religious career and like now he's making church albums and clean Kanye's so Kanye platform back, is i am um, a fix wolves
3: so basically you know he went through his whole supporting Trump phase and then yeah. um I think it was around the time that he started working on yay is when he like just started dabbling into that stuff cause he's always had like That religious factor about him, if you listen to Jesus Walks, I mean, the whole song is about him and his Christian faith and whatnot.
1: But he believes he's Jesus is the problem.
2: Yeah, well, it was around the same time he became a Trump supporter. He decided that Trump had a really good grift going on, and
1: he should probably get in on that. I took grifting 101 at Greendale Community College, so I don't have a really good... I got a great great briefcase pass. Ecloribus
3: anus, Rich.
4: Yeah, (laughs) I got a great um,
1: briefcase pass, but that's about it.
3: (laughs) No, but a few years ago, yeah, he started holding like gospel sessions outside, and um, like they started becoming viral uh, social media videos, and celebrities started showing up, like Chance the Rapper started showing up and performing with Kanye and some other people as well, and it's become a fairly common thing. There's actually a video. um, This is. Pre-pandemic, where James Corden um, he does the Carpool Karaoke, but he did a version with Kanye where they got onto an airplane and flew through the sky, and Kanye brought his entire gospel and, group, and, and guess which it. one it was, of them
1: was detained.
3: And I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm you know say what you want about Kanye, but that episode was awesome. That was the best episode of Carpool Karaoke, like the uh james corden talked about it afterwards he's like you know i'm not a religious man but after doing that episode like i felt just like uplifted like by the the whole choir he felt religious he said it was was an experience that nobody else has ever had like singing with a gospel choir on a fucking airplane was like a -a once-in-a-lifetime
1: experience for him i'm sure steve martin's done it. it I, that's a did baseless you do it with accusation. Kanye West? But no, but I'd have no interest to.
4: I would, I would, I would like to say. For I the, at least for the story.
3: I'd do it for the
1: yeah, That's unfair. I'd do it for the story.
4: <laughs> like,
3: imagine like, you're going out drinking one night and you're like, what's the coolest thing you've done lately? Let me tell you. I went on an airplane and sang in a gospel choir with a Trump supporter. What about you?
1: Well, to be fair, I have a decent number of really mediocre stories from a year in college where I lived my life on the same principle that I later found out that uh, Dan Reichert also lived a year of his life by, which are when you're out at a bar and you're drinking, if a party bus pulls up, you're going to get on and you're going to do your best to blend in. (laughs) Party buses are fun, man.
0: But imagine a party airplane. Sixty one percent of our audience think you mean that the seventies? Bi- <clears throat> <laughs> no, you're fine, you're fine. Sixty one percent of the audience think that the Biden party bus is going to win the election, and ironically we still don't have an answer, but they look like they're right. It looks like that is what's going to happen. Seems like that's where we're headed. Barring some sort of miracle. I don't know or- if I call that a miracle. Uh but what's, continue uh, your thought. What's the <laughs> What's the opposite? Can a miracle be bad? Um, what's a bad miracle called? A night. No, what is it? Hold on a second. A night. Miracle. No. Yeah, because a miracle would be a, a, a good thing. I know, but I'm trying to think of the perfect Omen. word to. A what?
1: No, that doesn't not work.
0: Oh.
1: No. Omen. Omen. I love how he's still Omen. going
0: with
2: it after getting two no's.
3: You guys are wrong half the time. I'm going to stick with it.
2: <laughs> okay, that works. <laughs> I'm playing the odds on this one. Wait. I am. I'm doubling
3: down.
1: Or I mean, the poker. He's term is. editing the podcast this week, right? If he ends up being wrong, he could just cut all this. Nah. <laughs> no, I don't think I
0: am. But I'm... There, there are a ton. The biggest two that I see popping up are debacle and disaster, but they were kind of generic. So, mm. yeah, it's because it's omen.
1: I think disaster would be the better option of those.
0: Well, let's let's put this through the ringer for. Let's not, um, our friend Shay. It says, if you look up the definitions of almond, an event regarded oh, as almond. a portent. Oh my goodness! How did this get worse? Of good or evil. Yeah, Shea, that, uh... an event regarded as a portent of good or evil. And a miracle, by definition, a surprising and welcome event that is not. Explicable by nature or scientific laws and is therefore considered to be the work of divine agency. So omen. No,
1: it
3: doesn't <laughs> <That work>. just...
4: <laughs>
1: You got the definition that proved uh... it doesn't work and just doubled down. Shay, you're finally a real American.
2: Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: i actually knew it was wrong the first time but i said it and i was like no that's not right and i was like you
1: know what i'm just gonna stick with it this whole time <laughs> fuck it yeah exactly you're an american
4: mm-hmm. yeah
1: <laughs> i've decided on mm, my opinion no. on this and i refuse to change my stance regardless of the facts that are presented before me
4: mm-hmm.
0: it's true um, it's true we presented our audience it with had the, the word fact bad that that in it is... therefore i'm right I should say our audience <laughs> is presenting us with the facts. Seventy percent of our audience said the Mandalorian is the um, the Mandalorian is the best show on television right now. Well, that's kind of unfair because it's not on television. It's a new era of television. Rich, <laughs> television has changed.
4: We're living Again. in an era of prestige TV.
1: What are prestige. you doing here? Uh, I'm very much enjoying the Mandalorian.
0: That's true. What I, would be? I was trying to think. What would be a better show right now than the Mandalorian? And mm. I. I have no bias
1: considering one of my closest lifelong friends is heavily involved in working on that show. So I can say with zero bias that I love the Mandalorian.
3: I think one piece is better than the Mandalorian. I haven't even seen an episode of the Mandalorian. So you're really informed to talk about this. I'm completely informed and I'm not going to hear any other
1: answers here. I love one piece
0: hmm a lot of things people are saying right now uh, but it's interesting
3: <laughs> words are coming out of people's mouths currently
0: <laughs> you can... in the premiere there's a giant uh battle with a crate dragon it's very very cool and 55 percent of our audience did not know that that was actually a callback to knights of the old republic the video game that's right Uh, I read an article about this as well after Rich pointed it out to me. I was gonna say,
4: "Are you? I
1: hope you're gonna follow that up with after Rich told me."
0: (laughs) Yes, I see. I snuck that in. You were just staring at me. Is he gonna give me my credit? Yes, Rich, you're gonna get your credit. Because what else am I doing here? Yeah, it's vetted. It is true. But yeah, it makes no. It's um. You were saying in the game they kill the crate dragon in a very similar way. Yes. So we don't have to worry about spoilers anymore. Everyone's already watched. By, so by rolling, rolling dice dragon. over and over again until they yeah exactly it's
1: exactly how they eventually the crate dragon's like all right you got you got snake eyes I got to kill myself
4: mm-hmm.
0: well <laughs> what's weird is that the way the first way they try to kill the crate dragon makes a lot of sense they just bury a bunch of explosives under the dirt a little bit so they could get to its underbelly it blows up but it doesn't kill it for some reason It did not really explain it it's just like oh it didn't work and then he has to get swallowed by it of course um, while he's holding a bunch of explosives and kudos to the
1: Mandalorian for continually doing what um, George Lucas failed to do which was appropriating the culture of real people into the design of Tusken Raiders and then just calling them mindless savages Uh, kudos to the Mandalorian for continuing to take those ideals and be like no those are like a people with
0: culture (laughs) It's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, You know, I, yeah, it's, it's, so, it's really good. It's, for me, it's my favorite Star Wars um, anything really right behind The Force Awakens, so I, I love it. Let's see here. What did I just live through? Yeah, I'm really confused by the sentence he just said, too. I like The Force Awakens more than I like the original Star Wars films. And
1: also. you're a man that's seen The Empire Strikes Back, correct? So you just enjoy walking around being wrong all the time?
0: I, I like the I like the Empire Strikes Back. I really do. I do like it. But, uh, Adam Driver. I'm sorry. I just feel like I had a stroke. Um, <laughs> look, kids these days, you can't, they have terrible opinions. What are you going to do about it, really? You're older than me. Am I really? Yes, Let's Morgan. Say, how old are you? I'm 27. Oh,
4: okay. <laughs> I was <Wow>. like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I guess that's
0: pretty much it Um, for polls. And I want to thank everyone who voted. Yes, Mandalorian is great. Episode two dropped today. I love all stars fiction. I just like I think The Force Awakens I just really enjoyed because it connected with my daughter as well and I really like female protagonists. I prefer them in my fiction. So I, I just really you enjoyed know, it. Yeah, no, there's a
1: lot of cool stuff going on in uh those those new movies and like that's a nostalgic hev- heavy movie and I actually yeah. could totally get feeling like a stronger connection with you because it became the catalyst for you connecting a franchise you love with your child. Yeah, a- and as a kid, you know,
0: growing up, it was like very much. Yes, yeah, exactly. I, I think remember, that adds but, a a lot of value. To be perfectly honest with you, and every time I watch, I just and that doesn't mean that the the Empire Strikes Back isn't amazing, but because it's like a sequel, I feel like I definitely need to like it needs that first film to sort of feel more complete. Whereas like I can watch the Force Awakens, I don't need the other two, you know. Um, I mean, a big yeah. shout out to the the final uh film
1: in the uh i'm sorry the the rise of the skywalker for proving that you don't need anything to come before to connect your movie you could just gloss over it really quickly and hope no one asks any questions
0: i'm still really sad about that whole thing i really
1: am it almost like it's like something that i still really like the last jedi come fight me
0: yeah, people were really like to fight you on that. Only it's the it's, best it's Star weird. Wars almost, movie since Empire. It's almost like the Game of Thrones, where like the end, the the final piece of it was so controversial that like it's hard to look back on it without you know people getting mad or upset. Or by controversial, did you mean boring and bad? Contrived. I didn't find either of them to be boring and bad but i do find the rise I, of Skywalker. Uh,
1: there's the so day. much in the rise of the skywalker that's like a lot of like big actiony set pieces like to me the detriment of the rise of skywalker is it rushing to undo everything the movie that came before it did well yeah and it bothers mm-hmm. me more as one of the people that really liked that movie did you see that when even, you had Josh? even if did you, you didn't like the-
2: it just the very idea that you're going to immediately try to retcon everything to Is, like it's, it's just it's it such leaves a, a bad horrible, taste in your mouth. Horrible yeah. direction yeah. to go with something yeah. like that. It's just and
0: even I didn't there was like three or four threads that I felt that felt pointless to me and stupid in The Last Jedi, but I still like the movie. There's a, a whole. lit
1: litany of poor choices, but it has its moments.
0: Mm. Well, that's the thing. At the time, I told my wife this, like Eventually, when you follow the thread, you get to the end, you're like, well, that's unsatisfying. But while I was following the thread and I thought it was going to go somewhere, I was, I was all into it. Um, but yeah, some of them are sort of like dead ends that are illogical. Yeah. And to to be fair, i almost it. It
2: yeah. almost felt kind of like a noir film where there's like, is, you know, long involved red herring that, you know. Yes. Eventually and, it ends up going nowhere. But it's not that people that's not a that's not a popular thing and, at this point.
1: So. Yeah, and, and I understand people like their closure, and some of my favorite things that uh, the Last Jedi did were giving you closure in the way of the answer to your que- the question you're asking doesn't
0: fucking matter.
4: Hmm.
1: Like I yeah. I like that idea on a lot of levels.
0: Well, and yeah, and I and I agree, and I also like you know I I would rather a movie be really ambitious and weird and not fully. Hit every mark, then you feel kind of safe. And the 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 third, the the rise of Skywalker, the first half of the movie is like generally fine, and then it's just like credit very...
1: where credit is due to the rise of Skywalker for birthing uh one of my favorite Star Wars memes, where it's the picture of Rey holding that old Sith knife, where yeah. I believe the line is something on the lines of this weapons committed great atrocities and then the cut too is like currently wielding the youngling slayer (laughs) 9000
0: i haven't seen that meme i will go look it up man yeah it's an interesting thing and uh, you know and then when those young stars unless they come back because they probably wouldn't they wouldn't really follow that up but anyway this isn't the star wars cast we'll get out of here um uh, thanks for being here from New York, Rich. Uh, Josh from Michigan. Of course, I'm from Montana. Shay from Japan. And uh, consoles are dropping soon, so we'll see you next week. That's true. All new channels. We won't. We already know we won't. We won't. We're not in time for the podcast. Miracles happen. Yeah. You're a religious man, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> a religious man, right? Not even slightly.
1: <laughs> I like how Jock laughed when he said that. Let's get out of
4: here. <laughs>